0: Paco, everybody loves you. I love you. Hello, and welcome to the 36th annual award winning <laughs> podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson.
1: And I'm Patrick, but to my good friends, I'm known as Paco.
0: But you. You, I'm going to awkwardly pause for a moment before you decide if you're a good friend of mine or not. That I can call you, can either call him Patrick or Paco. Yeah. He's, ne- he's never let me call him Paco.
1: Not yet. You haven't earned it.
0: Yep. Welcome yep. to the <laughs> academy, everyone. <laughs> uh, uh, so, this is it. Last yeah. matchup before we enter the, f- the finals one of these is going to play dog day afternoon which is uh, firmly established itself as a um, fierce competitor in this tournament but these two i don't know i think they're both, they both think they're they in their own right challenging films in this yeah. contest
1: they're they're, we, they're both very good, and they but you know, and the insider has Florence Foster Jenkins energy, it, kind of an it, underdog.
0: The spirit of Florence Foster Jenkins is alive in the insider.
1: <laughs> oh, and I,
0: I should mention, I I uh, we are all Florence Foster Jenkins heads up in here. Yeah. Uh, in a moment, we'll be introducing our guest, who I'm assured is a 100% Florence Foster Jenkins freak, like the rest of us.
2: Yep.
0: Um, the movie Annette. Just came out the great Leo Scarex's new film with Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, and our good friend Cosme McMoon. Simon oh. Helberg. Cosme McMoon himself is the accompanist to Marion Cotillard's opera singer in that movie. But he's got a cool beard and a great haircut, so he's cool. Cosme what? McMoon in the annette film. um I loved it. Nope, you know. But um it was great to see Simon Helberg back in the mix. But but you know. Maybe not typecast him as a piano player sidekick to an opera singer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, is that gonna be every movie?
0: Yeah, he's just signed on. Um there's you know, some Marvel superhero who's also an opera singer, but he doesn't get to be them. He just gets to play piano. Oh yeah, that's for them that, that, and, that, that, and that this, that's... this Disney Plus jam that's dropping soon.
1: Yeah, I believe that's a uh, Doctor Druid. That's Doctor uh,
0: Dr. Yeah, Dr. Druid, Doctor Druid Doctor
1: Druid, his famous piano keys
0: yeah and his famous fan he's you know he fights crime but in the day he's just a wonderful opera singer yep. anyway we've got a returning champion in the academy academy arena tonight um as i mentioned a florence foster jenkins freak becky feldman is back on the show thank you so much becky for coming back
3: oh my yeah, god you guys thank you <laughs> Here's the thing. All my friends call me Paco. Oh <laughs> so, no! Oh no! So oh, kind of no. got this two Pacos, guys. Two Paco, Pacos.
0: everybody loves you.
3: We <laughs> got three Forest Foster Jenkins heads, two Pacos. Th- this, I guys, get ready. This is gonna be treat. Gonna it, be perhaps treat. it'll oh,
0: yeah. help if I said I do own ten sheepdogs. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have eight white mice. Boy, mm-hmm. yeah, uh,
0: just a pet heavy. Pet heavy season of the oh, academy man. academy we've made it clear There's has dogs there's been i mean serpico alone is a man you know if regular doctor move aside robert downey jr because we got a new dr doolittle in the house it's uh mm-hmm. frank serpico yeah, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: yeah. yeah we, get to, we get to see who matt damon will one day buy the zoo from
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that would have been really funny if, if Matt Damon, instead of losing his wife and bringing the kids to buy the zoo, and we bought a zoo, it was Frank Serpico who just couldn't clean up the New York Police Department, so that's what he went on to do—is yeah, buy a zoo. He, he, likes, <laughs> <like> he
3: Switzerland, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more <like> shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He finds out like the the gorillas are running a gambling ring on the side and he just can't get away.
1: Oh no, Even the zoo's corrupt, even the yeah. armadillos.
0: We are to the nocturnal house and it was, oh, it was x-rated and people were taking bribes. It was ugly. It was yeah. ugly.
1: How do these clownfish have connections to the Serbian mob?
0: <laughs> you know what you know you know what this uh, sea turtle did? You know why he's here? He killed a cop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <He's> just, so, <laughs> just Serpico aggressively pulling down a sea turtle's pants. Yeah. Mid-interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> mid, mid, mid interrogation. Oh, I oh, mean, man.
0: Serpico's first first mistake was making all of the animals at Serpico Zoo wear pants.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
0: Boy, oh, yeah. I, we Serpico is such a serious movie, and we've had so much fun. Telling jokes about all of Serpico's facial hair and outfits and pets yeah. and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, that. he's a like I, you know, I watched it today and I'm like, this guy, eccentric character, like, what a guy. What <laughs> yeah, <I'm about>. yeah. <laughs> a
1: bit of a card, this Serpico. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm looking at the poster <laughs> right now. Yeah. It says Serpico, a- and the tagline is, "What a guy."
3: <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Serpico, what a guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: He's just trying to clean, he, you know, he, yeah, uh, I don't, he must be the most naive guy about the police department, even in the 1970s or yeah. in the sixties when he first joined the force. It's like, well, you just thought everybody's just like the boys in blue are back and they're doing the good things. And, um, yeah. you know,
3: and it's like you live in New York and like,
0: <laughs> and you've always lived in New York because your dad has had this, The you had the first shoe shop in the history of New York. appears. Yes.
3: Yeah
0: nice shoes mm-hmm. oh man but uh yeah so we're talking the insider we're talking serpico this week mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. two movies uh different uh, different sides of Al Pacino's career but i would say um probably the two his two greatest um moral do-gooders yeah. that we have met over the course of all of the movies we watched uh, in this time. And I think there's definitely, we've, we've mentioned it before, some crossover between kind of the ideals of Lowell Bergman and the way he behaves and the ideals of Frank Serpico, um, despite their differing jobs and going about it, you know. I'd, yeah. rather per, I'd personally rather be Lowell Bergman. Yeah,
1: <laughs> although it would be fun to have Lowell Bergman wear increasingly silly outfits as that, he's doing his job. Oh,
0: that would have been really good. And Mike <laughs> Wallace just giving him weird looks. Lowell, yeah. what is going on? There's another crocheted what? vest. Is, <laughs>
3: your fish ring is very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> How Why? many
0: bracelets does it take to produce an episode of 60 Minutes? <laughs>
1: LOL, for the last goddamn time, you can't bring your mouse here.
3: Like, are you doing ballet? We're fucking interviewing uh, right now. <laughs> we're we're, we're, yeah, we're currently.
2: <laughs>
0: I know. No, The movie opens when he's got the bag over his head to go interview the sheik and they pull it off and he's got big earrings and the full beard and they're, they're like, no, we, we can't.
1: We can't yeah. do it with you.
0: Um, <laughs> You're out. He's got like four hats on underneath. <laughs> yeah,
1: <four. laughs> it's like the cat in the hat hat. I love yeah, that.
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I, but it is funny, and we'll, we we will get to introducing you one more. <laughs> the unintentional comedy beats of Serpico as his outfits progress—they're incredible. They're yeah. truly yeah. incredible. Like every time you think Serpico has topped himself, he'll like pop into camera with like a hat that comes down over his eyes, like he's a cartoon character. And then finally, when he's the rabbi, is the button on the entire. Um, it was that Ser- I
3: was like this is the funniest, this is the best scene in cinema I've yeah. ever seen. And I know it like has nothing to do with the movie. It's just this random thing. But I was like, this is my favorite moment in cinema of all time. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, yeah, See, Lamette, he had to have a sense of humor. It's like, yep, this is the moment where he's going to show up as the full-scale rabbi.
1: Yeah,
3: because yeah. it, apparently it's in the original trailer, I think. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's like just... You know, showing the steak before you serve it, buddy. You can't. I know. It. You know
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you know, <laughs> he he sees dead people because Bruce Willis is dead. <laughs>
1: you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Rude. Oh man. Mm-hmm.
0: But um, before we we we're already so jacked up and stoked to talk these two very dry very serious films uh (laughs) we're having a lot of laughs (laughs)
1: we're like two we're we're the two fredos we're two broken men Mm -hmm. the shame
0: boys are back in town the
1: shame boys are back in town we're having a blast
0: but uh before we get to that you know we've we, we know the complete history of Becky's background with Meryl Streep we know that we know that but we don't we don't know your background with Al Pacino so uh what is your autobiography uh is he has he has his movies been kind of a presence in your life growing up or um you know are there any that stick out that you saw Mm -hmm. on cable a lot that kind of
3: yeah. I mean, my autobiography, um, I would say, you know, my my parents are film people and my dad's a film buff. So obviously Godfather and Godfather 2, you know, we're just like, these are movies you have to watch. Um, and so I remember, you know, I did have a, like, I feel like, my maybe I was in high school or something when my dad showed me The Godfather for the first time we watched it I, my dad doesn't remember this but like he it was like the first time we watched it and I, I watched it he watched it with me and like I think it was just like you know this this is what's known as the greatest film of all time and like I think for my dad it might have been like a moment for him of like his daughter is growing up and we're (laughs) watching the godfather and like you know it was it was a poignant thing for me because I feel like it was like oh my dad he's talking to me about film and you know Al Pacino is in that movie um but you know I don't have as but like yeah I guess in terms of just like cinema that's my autobiography I, I don't really have like a quirky like oh yeah one time I (laughs) <laughs> Solomon <Sonic laughs> bread, lobster or something. Um, but uh yeah, yeah, that's I wish I wish my anecdote were more anecdotal, but it's uh that's my memory.
1: I like I think it's interesting because I don't think we've had that many people that have like, you know, done the father like showing the daughter, like, you know, this is what I think is art. Here's the crown of art you wear now, and like uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think if my dad's ever like, I think the closest thing I've gotten to that from my father is like him showing me Steve Winwood, Like, like higher love Wynwood? by Steve. Higher yeah. love? <laughs> yeah, my dad really liked that. It's like, this is a good song, son. And just like, Aww. yeah,
3: okay, that's a good song. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Like- <laughs> and, and the thing is, I think I, I chose to watch The Godfather cause I was like, and and so my, and I think my dad was like excited. Like I made my dad happy. Like,
1: yeah, that's a good dad move. That's like, I
0: I think I'd feel the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, nice, yeah,
3: okay, Yeah." yeah. Yeah, Guess he's job. smart? Guess he's yeah. not a of yeah. the Feldman clan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. That's all we do. Is,
0: that's all we do as children is try and prove we're not Fredo to our I parents.
3: know. I like. <laughs> I, I mean, I like. I feel like everyone in therapy is like, I'm the Fredo of my family. Like, <laughs> oh. I feel like I have said that so many times. <laughs> <I know. laughs> You don't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. It's like, it's how so many boring. times have I found myself in a Lake Tahoe house <laughs> sitting in a very deep chair with my, brother, my little brother standing over me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh, so many times.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screaming at the top of your lungs, I'm actually smart. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be me, Michael. <laughs> oh, man it's a it's it's
0: so brilliant i mean oh you imagine like one of these younger actors today like having the guts to play that pathetic
2: Mm. and
0: do it so well then so memorably because it's like and i know it's so hard because you want to come off as like a cool guy or whatever but it's like the reason john is a legend is that he was so good at not playing a cool guy
3: Mm -hmm. and just
0: like being a very like troubled guy and boy he's so good at it. and so is, frankly so is al i mean once al became a big time movie star he kind of pulled back a little bit on that although we we have seen movies like um certainly donnie brosco he's playing a much weaker guy in that one but you know we're getting a lot more of him playing the devil and that kind of stuff when he's, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> when he's or our friend danny collins from oh. a couple weeks ago <laughs>
1: oh boy if you want to watch a very wild film danny collins yeah an oh underrated
0: academy academy treat danny collins we cannot get it off of our minds patrick and i <laughs> are still texting about moments Danny collins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> branded to my brain to <laughs> so the farmers
0: dad we we're, we're i need to reconnect with you but I, I got another issue that i need to reveal i also have a very rare leukemia <laughs> it's yeah. like what yeah. the fuck oh, okay
3: that's what it is yeah,
1: yeah. not okay. even leukemia he's like blood disease i think, I yeah, think it's blood, like even cancer. blood yeah. cancer blood cancer
0: that was my bobby canna Valley impersonation mm-hmm. i've mm-hmm. been workshopping it around the house Great. much to my wife's chagrin but i'm you know it's <laughs> gonna get it's gonna get me <laughs> places you know in entertainment so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> much much to my wife's chagrin that's a bumper sticker
0: that's a, well geez man Boy, that that's right up there. My wife, right?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, god. Okay, we can. We don't have to go down this dark path. I,
0: but I, yeah, I did see <laughs> this. There was this um this Onion article came out the other day that I thought the headline reminded me very much of what I'm going to put my daughter through. Is um this dad handing his daughter a copy of Talking Heads Remain in Light, and the headline was um. Dad shows his daughter everything that was cool when he was young. She is immediately uncool at school. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my, my brother was um, Indiana Jones for Halloween when he was in, like, elementary school, and nobody knew who he was. And he, like, came home crying. He was so upset about it. Aww.
3: And his elementary school sucks.
0: I know. Well, uh, yeah. 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 Bunch of losers. Same one I yeah. went to, Patrick, where I was Dick Tracy as we we recovered it on the dick tracy episode Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i I think it's a fun moment i think godfather it's neat neat to hear it happen between fathers and daughters because i know that like my dad showed it to my brother and i like you know you know and but yeah i mean he showed us die hard too and we were far more interested in Die Hard in that time period.
3: I, so I think I wasn't; wouldn't be more interested if my dad showed me like The Matrix and was like, this is the greatest film in
0: Baltimore. <laughs> be so cool. Yeah,
1: I can't wait to do that you with Mike.
0: <laughs> but then you explain what the pills are, and you're like, you yeah. really want to see, because this is what's really happening in the world today. Oh, yeah, no, right. no. oh no. Now, I want to dad. show you this
3: website called 8chan, and yeah. it has... <laughs>
2: Oh
0: no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got a little goofy for the baby. She screamed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, sorry, baby. It's sorry, okay. Baby. It's all good.
0: We've with our our listeners are well are well versed. Oh, in yeah. The crying baby in the background but congratulations
3: yeah. by the way i know oh, that we're going like last time you were uh, uh, expecting and now you expected congratulations yeah I mean,
0: her, her okay. name is uh meryl
1: streep saunderson oh, she's yeah uh, you know, she's total sweetie you oh, oh I, good think good we, I think it was a uh, cosme, McMoon. cosme McMoon. i tried i did suggest yeah. i did suggest cosme
0: McMoon. Yeah, no joke mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wife's like no yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be instantly cool. Cosme McMoon. Come on. Yeah.
1: Cosme yeah. McMoon, Sophie Mamma Mia Saunderson. Yep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we should get into some of these movies here because these yes. are two, these are movies with depth. Now um you mentioned had you seen either of these before, Becky.
3: I have not. No, this is my first time seeing. Okay, great. Yeah, what? it's
0: very exciting. This is our Patrick and I's third time through in this cycle for each of these i Mm -hmm. and patrick you're new to both these uh before we started right yes yeah and i'd seen both of them a ton of times (laughs) so um we're (laughs) all coming at things from different angles but we're going to start with 1999's the insider which was the surprise victor in the Two O Tours region um i don't think i don't think we saw it coming that it was going to get past heat carlito's way and um, scarface but it um It has made it happen. Uh, As we all know, 1999, directed by Michael Mann, written by Eric Roth and Michael Mann, based on the Vanity Fair article, The Man Who Knew Too Much by Marie Brenner, co-starring Russell Crowe, Christopher Plummer, Diana Venora, Philip Baker Hall, Lindsay Cross, and Debbie Mazar, but let's be honest, a lot of other people I could mention too. Uh, The movie was budgeted at somewhere between 68 and 90 million you know what i'm talking about hollywood accounting um box office though 60.3 million uh we covered it before considered a box office failure they thought they had more of an all the president's men on their hands but um tough pitch to say that this is an exciting thriller which i actually believe it is but um to general audiences how do you make a trailer for that who knows (laughs) um but this got a 96 percent on rotten tomato it's an intelligent compelling and packed with strong performances the insider is a potent corporate thriller um the film was did do uh well it was nominated for seven academy awards best sound best film editing best cinematography best screenplay uh, based on material previously produced or published, best actor, Russell Crowe, best director, Michael Mann, and best picture, Michael Mann and Peter Jean Rouge. Uh, it did not win any. Uh, as we've discussed before, that was the year American Beauty took everything. So the insider, Becky, uh, love to hear your thoughts on the ins- uh, initial, like.
3: Minus thoughts, thoughts on the answer. I I mean my when I finished watching it I was like this is this film was phenomenal. I loved it. Um it's funny that my first thought before it, like when I when I like was gonna start it and I, all I thought of was um, Russell Crowe smoking a cigarette at his interview for Inside the Actor's Studio. And it just like made me laugh because I was just like, these two people, these two main characters probably smoke, right? They smoke, I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <And> they're, <laughs> but they're so passionate about like this, this, te- you know, the 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 terrible things that tobacco companies have done. And I just like, so that was my first, my initial thought. But then I was like, well, the additives and the cigarette is bad. It's, it's all bad. Anyway, Russell Crowe, Al Pacino, you guys, great people. Um, but I, I do feel like this was Russell Crowe's movie. Mm. Um, uh, um, and But I think Al Pacino just did a phenomenal job just because like, and, and, and in Serpico too, I, it looked like he, I like movies where we watch people do their job. We're just watching people do their job and al pacino made it so believable of like i could just like sit like watch him like in a conference room talking about like an upcoming like segment with with um you know mike wallace and it's low stakes but they're just talking and i would be riveted you know
0: oh yeah i totally agree that that part where he's editing the segment he's leaning over the computer picking clips and the order he wants them to go in Mm -hmm. is yeah (laughs) that was the first thing I thought of when you were talking about somebody doing their job well and how entertaining that is. It's like, Hey, you're right. Like it would be neat to see like just a regular old successful 60 minutes segment and how they went about that. But.
3: Yeah, like it would be, and it's like the thing is, is that they're not showing off; they're just there to do the job. Like, and they're just like super focused. And I like, and you know, slowly the movie became more and more of a thriller, and of course, trust me out. You know, like I'm watching us, like, a psychological, you know, or watching a thriller. Um, but I like my. That was like my initial thought of like I could just I could just watch Al Pacino just you know be a producer. All day. <laughs> it's
0: it's 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 one of Michael Mann's specialties in all of his films. Certainly, is this idea of the very competent man
2: who yes, does their yeah, job
0: very mm-hmm. very well. Like yeah. down the line, all of his movies are like that because I think it's very clear he personally thinks Lowell Bergman rules, <laughs> and yes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very pro on the side of Lowell Bergman. Mm-hmm, and you know, we mm-hmm. talked about that too previously that um, Bergman was a friend man mm-hmm. and oh, okay. Roth
2: yeah. um, mm-hmm.
0: and he kind of was brought them. He kind of, they knew him already and he was, they'd heard a bit of stories about kind of what was going on at 60 minutes, but then they also got the, um, you know, had to bring in the Wygan story yeah. to it. And they said that Wygan was a tougher customer for them yes. to kind of pinpoint and get down. And, you know, I, I mean, I really thought this time around and I know last time we talked about, we would have liked to see a little bit more of like, what Wigand's deal was Patrick. Right. Uh, But I, you know, I think that it is so cool to see a movie where you've got a guy who's doing one really brave, moral, heroic thing, Mm -hmm. but the rest of his character isn't particularly brave or heroic and kind of dealing with them as him. And Pacino even says it like, when they go out to dinner and, Weigand hasn't told his wife that he's doing the interview, and Mike Wallace is like stunned by that. And he's like, "These are regular people in the midst of an extraordinary situation. Like we do this. Like I'm I'm coming in with a bag over my head to go talk to this like, dangerous chic. Yeah. You know, I I know what this is all about. But like these guys don't." And right but I love. I do love that. The other thing I noticed this time around was that opening sequence is so key in setting the tone yeah. for. Because he goes, you you can trust me. Sixty Minutes is the most has the most integrity of any show on television. I am a professional, awesome journalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So come with me, and then we watch that be tested basically for the next two and half hours Mm -hmm. really good stuff good good screenwriting move
3: yeah like and that was the stress of it of like (laughs) is like you know like you're nervous for Russell Crowe's family who's getting these death threats you know whatever like is he is Russell Crowe gonna jump off a building or whatever but my thought was like oh my god but can Al Pacino be true to his word (laughs) you know what I mean like I was just like because you know it's like you make a promise to someone and like I was like listen I promise you I will make it to your improv show <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it's like and then when you don't it's the worst in the world and so it was like i was like is he gonna promise to make it is he gonna make it to that improv show
1: <laughs> oh man is he gonna be one of the seven people in the audience <laughs> at that improv show at the top floor the treehouse of the clubhouse exactly. and he, yeah. he's not yeah. he, he's not
0: even gonna ask if he can like guest with your team to like mm-hmm. give him something to do while he's there he's going strictly to, as a, a supportive fan of yeah. this
1: it's not even yeah it's not an ASCAD, it's not an armando he's just either, there's a fan
0: uh i have of, like of like dinner uh dinner party slacks is the improv team name tonight
1: yeah i'm gonna have a <laughs> what animal would look funniest with some pants on no
0: sheepdog, serpico
1: yeah sheepdog. okay uh, uh, uh
0: patrick what did you think this time around
1: i got late it was like uh it was interesting because I always have the same reaction with the insider or maybe not always. I've only watched it three times. So it was like the same reaction. See the same reaction I had last time where like I watched it and like the first hour I was like, uh, this is kind of like uh, uh, a little dry, a little run of the, it's like, it's not kind of like, like the movie for me doesn't really, uh, uh, achieve. It's like spell on me until that second hour where the, 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 uh, the, the uh, the, the direction of the uh, plot kind of shifts from Weigand a little bit more to the entire Bergman-Weigman uh, special in, gen- in uh, general, uh, particularly the part with like Gina Gershon in the uh, conference room where they are talking about uh, a torsion, uh, what was the second part of that? Torsient, uh, uh, Mike,
0: Mike, you know the legal terms I'm talking about, right, Mike?
1: <laughs> uh Mike, Mike, oh, man. I can't, call
0: me Paco. Uh,
1: call me Paco. That'd be great if Christopher uh, Plummer just said, call me Paco. That would be a pretty fun uh, little twist there. Uh, tortious Interference. That's yep. what it's called. Boom. Uh, I just remembered that. But uh, I did like really, it's so funny when you brought up, uh, you know, why not being like a um, kind of like, you know, the, the ideal goody goody. Uh, it did make me realize It's kind of crazy, like Al Pacino, I feel like the Wagand role is more of the Pacino role, almost, like the typical Pacino, Mm. and it's so interesting that he's playing like, like his character is kind of like, it's like the most Capra-esque character Pacino has ever played in the sense that like he is like a good person with standards and morals and like, has like,
0: he he seems to have a very respectful relationship with his wife and their stepsons, and they're all like great. Prof- his wife seems like she has her job and she's a professional too. And
1: oh yeah, they, well, it's, but it's, it's like yeah, yeah, no. But beyond that, it's also like a, it's like the the, like the honor, like the standards, and like the uh, and I guess like Serpico has that as well. But I think Serpico is also very like it's a different. It's not a. I think there's like a level of uh, professionalism with uh the insider and staying within the system that Serpico.
0: yeah lowell can work with people serpico cannot seem to work with
3: yeah because i feel like the love story in the insider is between lowell and and mike wallace like that's do you know what i mean (laughs) and it's like and that's like kind of why i liked it like we didn't need you know him having like a a, another whiny white it was just like him and Mike Wallace, like against the odds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there's yeah. that beautiful part, though, where when Russell Crowe's in the hotel room and we think he might commit suicide, uh, yeah, though, no. and he goes, We need guys like you. And Russell Crowe goes, Well, we need guys like you, too. It's like, Boom, there's a Michael Mann moment right there. It's like, Yeah,
2: two mm-hmm. guys
0: who just know how to do their job right. Yeah. And,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: like, let them do their job. Oh, by let the these way, guys, cook.
1: By the way, that uh, hotel concierge guy, that's Roger Bart.
0: Yeah, I recognized
1: him.
3: Yeah, I recognize.
1: Who who is. He's done like. uh, He was on. He's done a lot of like. Theater, like a lot of Broadway. Oh, okay. he, was, he was. He played Carmen
3: Ghia and the producer. He's the guy that
0: he's the guy that Liz Lemon screws. Who's the standards and practice guy.
3: Got it. Who okay. Is recently yeah. Divorced yeah,
1: yeah. On 30 Rock.
3: Got it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, he has what a few lines, and he, but he has like the he's it, he was so compelling when he was just like, tell him to fucking open the door. Yeah, I know. Like, God, yeah. It was so good. <laughs>
2: uh, really?
0: Yeah, you're really the the situation's very heightened. I don't know if he caught too Patrick um and Becky that. Uh, Meyer from Clueless and uh, Road Trip is one of Al Pacino's stepsons, large Mm -hmm. adult sons.
3: (laughs) I did see that. Yeah. Don't think I wouldn't notice a Meyer (laughs) That I didn't notice?
1: I'm going to go back and that's blowing my mind. I waited for the
0: credits because I saw him get up off there. Weird, the scene where they're all hanging out on the bed that one moment. He gets up and Mm -hmm. walks toward the camera like, Well, We'll wait till the credits and find that out. But this movie's got a very, very deep bench of Neat people surround as we, you know, everybody wants to work with Al. We've noticed it time and time again through these movies. Everybody wants to work with Al. He's a good scene partner. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about too with this, and then also with Heat, is that he really—I wish he had done like five more movies with Michael Mann because he seems to fit the uni- Michael Mann's universe. So well, of Michael like Michael
3: Mann directs him well, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think that probably is, will is key too, you know. So,
0: I, I think Michael Mann, because he's pretty known, take no BS, yeah, tough guy sure. kind of director. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. He can handle dealing with people like Al Pacino and Russell Crowe a little bit better than some people who might get steamrolled by them. Yeah,
3: yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: The more I watch it too, there is something about his performance in The Insider that's markedly different from the majority of his performances in the sense that I feel like a lot of movies have like alisms. Yeah. Like, like Serpico, the whole, like, I want to get some shoes. And like, he goes and does. You no, know, little... he's doing a voice.
0: He's still doing oh, he, a voice. He always
1: does like little voices and little dances and little improv moves. And you, and you see it. And like, and you, and you see the patterns in all the movies. Like he has like these certain, like Al Pacino ticks that he, uh, like he pulls out of his grab bag. And uh, there's none of that in the Insider. Like mm. it's very like uh subdued and like uh He's like reeling so much back in which I really appreciated more uh on this like third viewing
3: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I almost, it almost makes me want to see him in like stuff like spotlight like more like where it's like just dry as sh- like I want to see a dry as shit Al Pacino
0: yeah if they had done the spotlight he could have played like the Keaton role if the if, if it had come out you know
1: yeah, ten years earlier, twenty probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ten years earlier, twenty years, probably twenty. Yeah, yeah probably More twenty. Like it, but uh, yeah,
1: they they could they probably would have tried to get yeah they probably would have tried to like make it work ten years ago, but it'd be like uh oh, come on man.
0: <laughs> but that couldn't happen in the Catholic Church. <laughs> and then they wait ten years. Okay, we can make a movie about that now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, mamma mia! <laughs> oh, well, uh, here oh, we go again. Mamma mia! Here we go um, again. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh this time around too. I thought um continue to be impressed with Russell Crowe I think he's um he's he's, really good it's a it's a I think it's tougher part than Lowell you know for the reasons we mentioned before kind of the his prickly personality and kind of the multiple sides to Wygand but you know and you could see I mean you know he's he's very in it like I mean he's throwing stuff in there too he gets to do the fun stuff like I mean but it's so sad like that part where he's chasing after the car and he rolls down the hill mm-hmm. in front of his house, and you know he's just going for it. And yeah, you know, talked about before. This is the movie he did right before Gladiator, and he's like really trying to tell American audiences like I got the goods. I'm I'm a big movie star.
1: <laughs> like yeah.
0: look at look what I can do. And so I'm going to do like two in a row where I'm like oh I'm going to gain some weight. I'm going to be unrecognizable. I'm going to do a voice, and then the next one I'm going to be a total like chisel punk yeah and they movies mo- do yeah. some like total movie star shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, i think he's really good i mean we, you know we were talking mentioned it that the other guy that they thought about for Weigand, apparently was val kilmer
3: oh yeah and, yeah
0: mm-hmm. um i just watched the documentary val um
3: is it good as, i want to see it
0: you know it it definitely is a val kilmer production and that val <laughs> uh-huh. isn't Val has had a reputation, I mean, I'm no Hollywood, i no Hollywood insider, but um, Val has had a reputation throughout his career about being a little tough himself sure. on mm-hmm. people. And um, this kind of, he's like, yeah, I've been difficult, but you know, you really do feel for him. He's, he's gone through, you know, he yeah. can't, t- he can't really speak anymore. He, um, you know, he's, he's not the same guy. So it's, but he filmed his entire life you know there's home footage of him like as a little kid with his brothers there's all he's at him on stage at juilliard like there's him getting drunk with the top gun guys Mm -hmm. during the filming and stuff like that so you see like it's kind of amazing to see this whole like light, like 60 years pass by in an hour and a half and it's quite moving and he's got like a really seems to have a really good relationship with his daughter and his son and Mm um so it's like it is it's 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 I I really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of his, like I always have been. I you know, Tombstone, Heat, Top Gun, you know, down the line, yeah, movies I grew up with. But I was really moved by it, and it just. But he also seems to me to be this guy who like, he he, he wanted to be such an artist. And he just couldn't really get out of his own way, and he couldn't like again almost like, how do you play the game, like Serpico, in this way of like. There's this pure spirit. I'm gonna argue with you over and over again about what I think is right. I'm gonna probably be a bit of a scold and a prick about it, and I'm gonna end up moving to Switzerland. Whereas, like, because I was thinking about that when I watched a net actually, because I was watching Adam Driver, who also went to Juilliard, like Val Kilmer, but and seems tough and he's very, very extraordinarily talented and he's got, the, but he's got an you know interesting look too and all this kind of thing and. But he seems to have a really strong understanding of like, I'm going to track down good directors. I'm going to like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a much better idea of how to like navigate and yeah. like play a bit, mm-hmm. play a bit more like, okay. Yeah, I got playing the villain in a Star Wars movie will help me do a bunch of Noel Baumbach movies
2: mm-hmm. and
0: get away with it, basically. You know, yeah, basically. yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, I was thinking about that with Val. It's like, oh, yeah, he just is too wacky for his own good. And, you know, but he's like so emotional and so full of like like hard on his sleeve puppy dog love at times. But he can be a total prick at other times. So it's and it seemed like but he mentioned he had a great time working on heat with man. And again, that almost gets back to what we were talking about, like man being able to corral Mm -hmm. tougher customers. And so it yeah. would have been, it really would have been interesting. It probably would have like changed a lot of minds on Kilmer, but it also instead got Crow his first Oscar nomination.
3: Yeah. And the casting was great. Listen, oh. things, things, the cookie fall. What, what is it? A cookie crumble? You know, yeah. fall. <laughs> something with food falling into place. Everything's great, guys. Yeah. It all worked out.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh, and, really you know, won. down the line, I mean, we could start with Christopher Plummer. Um, He should have won for Best Supporting he Actor. He,
3: should, was, he wasn't nominated
0: and he should have won, frankly. <laughs> like, yeah, I,
3: I double-checked to make sure he was nominated and I was like, what? He wasn't? <laughs> I was very surprised.
1: It is like, yeah, God, that scene where like he sides with corporate over uh, Bergman. Mm-hmm. It's It was such a like, I really felt the knife in Bergman's back watching yeah. that. And it was so, I think it's just these, Christopher Plummer just is a very he has like a very authoritarian tone tonality. And it really uh I mean and I guess Mike Wallace has it as well and he really captures that energy. And it's and kind when of he like-
0: comes in hot when she calls him Mike the second time around. Yeah. You're oh just like, Whoa, my god. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to watch out for this guy. He's he has yeah. he, he murdered people before.
1: <laughs> Plummer Plummer is definitely like uh like it's hard uh for me to watch Christopher Plummer and not immediately think he's like the villain, like yeah. I feel like my first uh, experience with Christopher Plummer was like Inside Man, where he is mm. like decidedly a not great dude, and that's always colored my not in a bad way, but it's like it's like Christopher Lee or like he's in that in that mm-hmm. zone with me in my head where like it's it's really you're really gonna have to sell Christopher Lee being a fun grandpa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah, really yeah. yeah. He's going to have to do something really wacky. Yeah, it like turns scary. out
0: Christopher Lee is like in a movie where he's like, my name is Chris, Chris Kringle, and I'm going to teach you the meaning of the holidays.
1: Okay, see, <laughs> yeah, to me, that, that's going to be a horror movie, though. Yeah, Christopher know. Lee <laughs> is Santa's terrifying.
0: Santa's revenge, right?
1: <laughs> like, I'm going to get you toys. Like, no, don't give me those toys, sir.
0: But he's so good. And he's so... um, He's perfect to be someone who could be formidable to Al Pacino too and be like Mm -hmm. because al is so al
3: he's like he's
0: he's hard to intimidate he's hard to push around especially like later career al Mm -hmm. so somebody like you need somebody with like the stature and the skill of a plumber but i mean down the line you know we're talking Diane Venora from Heat, uh, Philip Baker Hall, who, you know, from the Paul Thomas Anderson movies, among other things, uh, Lindsey Krauss, Debbie Mazar, who I thought, I think she's really good in the film as, you know, again, someone who's very, very good at their job, who yeah. can count on to like get dirt and like help him out in when he's in a pickle uh Mm -hmm. steven tobolowski who's just doing the lord's work as eric Mm -hmm. cluster i mean like he knows the job he needs to do and he's doing it Mm -hmm. just right with the part um the calm fior uh the guy who mike moore the uh uh ag of mississippi who's playing himself Mm -hmm. um the god bruce mcgill who again this time around just knock my socks off at his one scene <laughs> yeah that's wings hauser who is yelling at from vice squad and tough guys don't dance who and a, a gamut of straight to video action and horror <laughs> movies
1: <laughs> i love that like michael mann does have that like peculiar flair it's kind of like in the way that like steven soderbergh will like um kind of like uh, pepper his recent move films with like a. Uh, comedians and voice mm-hmm. actors like he'll get like richard horowitz to play a role the guy who did like the voice of invader simon in daggett or like uh mm-hmm. tom papa of all fucking people to like play a tooth salesman and knock in uh uh the nick uh, uh yeah, yeah I, like he doesn't like, he doesn't
0: a- these are like the most creative directors i mean it's like chris nolan basically finds people he liked in movies he saw when he was a kid and puts them back it's like he made rutger howard the villain in the first batman batman begins he was like the corporate guy he brought in matthew modine for dark knight rises um you know he's done it time and time again as well with people he just like oh i liked you in blade runner so we're going to bring you back <laughs> for this movie or you know and now obviously quentin tarantino is kind of the king of um finding people he liked in weird movies and putting them into you know yeah. Good role, it, him it, really, it, it really does good seem roles. Like,
1: it does seem like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino is great at it, but it does seem like he just has like a big wheel of like actors that are currently like, you know off uh off the reservation a little bit or they're like you know c grade or d it's like let's see who are we gonna who are we gonna give an oscar today i'm thinking uh uh okay we're gonna do uh uh we're gonna do uh wesley snipes there we go that's gonna be the start of my new movie oh and that would be good too
0: that would be weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wesley snipes would be excellent and did Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> I don't, but, but yeah, I mean, even like I think if I like when Nolan put Tom Berenger in uh, Inception.
1: Oh, like yeah. An
0: interesting choice for that role, but Tom is a good actor who just hasn't gotten as, who hadn't had as many swings at the plate in big movies up until mm-hmm. that point. And yeah, and you definitely see that in all the, you know, Soderbergh with his wild choices with all the comedians he casts yeah. across the board. You know, I mean, it was the in, in the informant, almost every person who wasn't Matt Damon was a comedian who piece surrounded Matt Damon with.
1: Oh, yeah. No, they have like one. A, there's like a Smothers brother in that.
0: Smothers brother, Joel McHale, Paul F. Tompkins, <laughs> bunch of people. That's cool. But, but yeah, and then, you know, I mean, we continue. I mean, Gina Gershon, Michael Gambon, who is... Um, Got the molasses voice as a cigarette salesman. Oh, Um, so good. Rip Torn drops in briefly. I mean, our (laughs) our beloved Rip Torn from "Defending Your Life."
1: Basically, playing the devil, like just an evil man, just like the (laughs) most. Like they just like yeah. Does a bad
0: job and he gets punished for it. He does a bad job in his op his op research against Mm -hmm. Wigan, which Lowell and his crack team of uh investigators just easily pick apart oh yeah you know don't (sighs) don't bring the weak stuff
1: yeah come on rip
0: but it it, rip rip,
1: torn that's not your real name rib-torn.
0: <laughs> oh, what a what a wild man that guy was. Well, we should we should do an entire season about him.
3: <laughs> that, that would, would be ins- invite me back. Yeah, so <laughs> I would all- do that. Like, yeah, we could
1: cover like Cut Cross Creek and like that one movie where he plays a payday where he plays like a musician.
0: Yeah, Payday is a real a That's real a- amazing. And then my my favorite Maidstone, the Norman Mailer movie where he fights uh, Norman Mailer with a hammer for real at the end oh. of the movie.
1: Oh my god. That's He would do that too. He is like Certified, so, like, yeah, he's cra- so he's the wild. story
0: is, and it's something that we we quote it on a near daily basis. <laughs> at our, our house, but, <laughs> basically, Rip Torn was like, This movie kind of stinks, and I'm also a drunk, and I need to do something to give this movie a little bit of panache. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah. He
0: attacks Mailer with a hammer for real. They get in a fight, and he's screaming the entire time, I did it for the picture, baby and oh, cool. as we say i did it for the picture baby around the house pretty mm-hmm. much all the time and <laughs> yeah and that's why you know my wife and i get along because mm-hmm. we can quote norman Mailer's film maidstone great. with relative eats but yeah yep. the works of works of Rip torn can't can't recommend enough but yeah down the line this is a great movie i was still like I get um, chills whenever Bruce McGill yells, "Wipe that smirk off your face!" Yeah, to uh, the opposing attorney, just the best, you know.
3: Great scene. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so good, so good, and yeah, this movie just to me—I mean, I've always liked it. I've—I've I've had it on DVD since it came out, um, but I actually watched it on Amazon today. And they have the HD version, and it really like I was like, oh, my DVD is old and it's kind of faded, and this looks so much better, and it brought new life to the movie to me in a big, big way. And I just I, I agree like with both of what you've been saying. It isn't the it isn't the fireworks we've come to expect from Mal Pacino, but he's doing absolutely everything correct, and yes. he's really holding down the fort, and he's really like the foundation of the entire kind of thesis of good and evil that is being Mm -hmm. presented in this movie Mm -hmm. sorry i got a baby break
3: (laughs) no worries oh good
0: but yeah i think um yeah overall i uh, you know this movie i i know that i was um (sighs) upset i think the listeners know that i was upset when he lost to this movie Uh, i i voted for heat heat is we we know is one of my favorite movies Mm -hmm. but what he does in this is really 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 good and this is a really really strong movie and i you know as we begin to seg into our next movie i am tempted to say i think this is a superior film to serpico which Mm. you know this time around i don't know if i would have said that before but watching them back to back this close of a period, like, I think this one has, yeah, but also I think that's a real personal opinion because it's more about like, I like Michael Mann's like style and I like his, like the way that he kind of propels the movie and his visual storytelling. Sydney Lamette is very much like, I'm going to give you a docudrama about yes. this guy trying to do something and it just getting worse and worse and worse as he's trying but with better better costumes as it's going along <laughs> mm-hmm. but and this one yeah and I, and I like the I really love the way kind of the two storylines kind of weave with each other in this one and mm-hmm. you know I think if they're both compelling but I agree like putting the 60 minutes one on the tail end kind of juices mm-hmm. it up a little bit because you do get those great boardroom scenes with all of those mm-hmm. great actors just kind of doing their thing at the highest possible level Mm
1: -hmm. it is impressive too how grandiose the insider feels uh in comparison to serpico i'm not sure if i'm with you where i like serpico less than uh the insider uh they're both great films it's i had to think think about it's
0: just what kind of style you like is kind (laughs) of because they're both excellent films there's nothing wrong with either of them like in my mind but i just think it's if you like a little bit more of a grounded street level docudrama then Serpico is probably your thing. If you like operatic music and camera work and <laughs> yeah. existential it's, visual choices and blue golf courses and, um, it's, it's slow motion shots and stuff like that. Like I do. Um, you know, I think that it's, there's something very compelling about The Insider. One thing I did notice too, visually in this one, there are two shots of the lead characters leaving their offices in slow motion, like putting their jackets on. One is very at the top when Russell Crowe is leaving. And so his journey to like shift to being his own like individual person begins there, but it takes till the end of the movie for Lowell to do it in more of a victorious fashion to leave the office, mm-hmm. man. All of his movies. You're either going back to work or you're leaving work.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah, <laughs> well, like, yeah. The point uh, I wanted to make too is that, like, yeah, even though it's very like, uh, it's like this is a movie that didn't have to be as grandiose as it felt, and it's like incredible. Like, it's like the the music is like it's like 300. It's like music from 300, where yes. it's like yeah. like ladies singing in ancient Greek. Like, oh, like it's so huge. And it's I, just so much of it is corporate drama. Yeah, I do. I love that. I, it, could yeah. have been, it could
0: have been Spotlight, which is a fine movie, but pretty like quiet the, and dry. Yeah. But, like Michael Mann's like, we're going to have Lowell Bergman go on his vacation to the Bahamas. We're gonna take an entire crew to the Bahamas and we're gonna shoot out Pacino in the ocean trying to get a cell phone reception. And you're gonna be like, he's gotta get he's gotta get in touch with Jeffrey. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, come on, Roger Burt, say fuck.
0: If you've looked but if you look in the credits, it's so cool. Like everywhere they go in the movie, there is a unit that went there. So like there's a Louisville, Kentucky unit, there's like a Mississippi unit, there's a Bahamas unit, there's an Israel unit, and you're like, Man, this is so Cool that they just went and shot in the real places mm-hmm. and did it like. Obviously, you know it's kind of perhaps, like we mentioned earlier, did not make back what it cost, and it and it might be, a, you know, target example ninety nine as we head into the more superhero era, just around the corner of people at these corporations saying, yeah, we don't want to spend ninety million dollars on busting sixty minutes of the tobacco industry. Mm-hmm.
3: As they smoke cigarettes. You yes, know? Like, as, as
0: everyone involved is a chain yeah. smoker.
1: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: But yeah, I think it's really. Good. I think it's a. It's it, It's a very inspiring movie. I think it's very cool. It's very like, you know, you, again, you take something dry. It's like, how do you turn it into visual storytelling? And I think, you know, this this movie's got it in spades. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay.
0: So yeah. But yeah, any any final thoughts on Al in particular in The Insider before we move on to uh, Serpico?
3: Um, Al, if you're listening, great job. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I It would be so neat if we found out that he just had been casually listening and never really like raced out. He's just like, y'all are doing a really nice job. I I, I appreciate you guys because, Patrick, we ne- we've never said anything bad about him. <laughs> like, no, about no, no. In, like, no, no, no. 50 hours of talking about Al Pacino yeah. <laughs> or however long we've been doing
1: this. We only gave a glowing review of his performance in Jack and Jill. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, we, did. we did actually give him he, a glowing. Like, we thought he was really
0: good, Jack Jill, and we did not blame him for Ghili. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well. He's like, I don't even. Martin Brest must like know some deep dark secret. I don't know. So I was <laughs> at like, a, I was at
0: a. I was at Amoeba yesterday. Patrick. Yes. I was going through the cult section of their DVDs. I, I bought Piranha, Joe uh-huh. Dante's film. It was great. Nice. I was it's happy good. to have that in my collection. Now my wife was like. Why, why did you need to buy Piranha? But, you know, regardless, I, I was like, we need a copy of Piranha. It's the deluxe edition. But Gili um, was in the cult section on DVD. They had a used copy for like four bucks. Wow.
2: Ooh.
1: I was close. I was close. Oh, was man. Really not, close. <laughs> not worth four dollars, my friend. We've seen that. We want, We did that dance. They, I dance. had no
3: idea he was uh, in it. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: What's we probably probably would have been better off not knowing to.
3: What's the movie where he plays like a professor and there's a serial killer after him and he's like, tick, tock, tock. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, is 80- this? is 80 this
0: 88 minutes? minutes?
3: Yeah, that 88 Minutes. That movie is so like, I mean, it's terrible, but I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's kind of my favorite movie.
0: That is like the glory of Al Pacino is because he's so much fun. He's such a goofball in like these bad movies in like a bad movie. You're like, this is still watchable because you're such a wild man.
3: Yeah, it's like you like, and it's so funny because like, I feel like Maybe that's why I was so impressed by his performance in The Insider because I was like, he looks like a guy who is a news producer in (laughs) in 88 minutes. I'm like, does this dude even know what a college professor does? Like, (laughs) does he know how like police investigations work? Like, and he teaches crime or whatever. Like, that's always the bar for me. Like, is it 88 minutes?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it with like. It, I, I, the second you said, like, does he know what a college professor does? All I could think about was Mark Wahlberg in both *The Happening* and *The Gambler*, where he plays professors mm-hmm. in both those. And like, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, what's <laughs> happening here? Have you ever set foot on a college campus, yeah. my man? Yeah. There's
3: this movie that Johnny Depp was in, and he plays like a guy who like uploaded his consciousness into a computer. And I, I was watching it, one time, and I'm like, I don't even believe Johnny Depp knows how to use a computer. <laughs> he's like he's like
0: Owen Wilson and Stiller and Zoolander just batting at the
3: computer (laughs) has he ever put his fingers on a keyboard I don't think he has
0: (laughs) you can always Uh, tell like my favorite one of that is every time Tom Cruise has to play a regular guy having a beer
1: oh my god in a movie and
0: he's holding the bottle of beer and you're like you don't You've never held a bottle of beer in your entire life.
1: Yeah, you're you're holding that the way uh, an alien would hold uh, it's like, a human we're just, child. We're just
0: here to watch the big game, guys. You're yeah. like, what? <laughs>
1: Oh god, yeah, like War of the Worlds. I think it's the worst. Uh, so it's the funniest like-
0: part where he's like a roughneck who's like working on docks at the front yeah. of the movie. Right. I, I don't
3: yeah. believe
1: any of this movie. It's,
3: it's like, Your mother- skin is too good, dude. Come yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. mother, <laughs> motherfucker,
1: you are not a stevedore. Get out of yeah, here. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a regular working man. I'm working. I'm working for the weekend, and perhaps I'll have a catch with my son. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> a, a, a single catch, yes, a catch. <laughs>
0: what sport i i I love i love i I love all of them yeah
1: yeah he's now tom cruise in my head is basically just mr burns trying to like relate to people like basic ball yes i love this game but the
0: thing about him which is so like one of the reasons why i love him is that he would do it enthusiastically Mm -hmm. he would be he would be into it even if he didn't understand a second of Mm -hmm. any element of sports he's in (laughs) Yeah. yeah
3: yeah
0: i'm gonna give it a try and, you know, God bless him for it. He could be real. He could be a real cynical hipster and, about it. But no, not Tom Cruise.
1: And on top of that, he would also, like, act like he knew what he was doing and be, like, supremely confident, even if, like, he'd be.
0: He'd be, like, if, he, if, if you send him out like he was playing wide receiver and you sent him out to run a route, he'd be like <laughs> Forrest Gump and just, like, keep going <laughs> and he'd, like, run right through the wall.
3: <laughs> and I would think, oh, that's how football's played. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he could, like, if he drank, like, if he the way he drinks beer, I'm like. I guess that's how people drink beer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'd love to You're see him like him an actor. <laughs> I would love to see him cook something from scratch. That would mm-hmm. be a great, just like, like just tell him I want spaghetti and meatballs, and I'd love to see what he provided.
0: He he'd be like he would like throw he just get like a handful of like dough like throw it up like trying to do the the pizza tossing I could just picture of doing.
3: That. <laughs> He's just making a pizza.
0: <laughs> He's like trying to put. To he's make, trying to like impress Penelope Cruz or something like that.
3: I tried to make pasta, but I accidentally made pizza.
0: <laughs> How is it delicious? no, he's
2: he's John
0: he's John Ham and Thirty Rock. That's who mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is. He's been told yeah, all these wonderful like things. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he lives in the bubble.
2: Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Oh man. Uh, yeah, but speaking guys who live in the bubble.
1: Mm. Frank Serpico. <laughs> and what a bubble that's about to pop.
0: Who would it like to see just a movie of Serpico at that party for an hour and a half? Yes. And just interacting with all those people there and like calling them out on their phony bullshit and, you know, and impressing and getting the phone numbers of every woman there, clearly.
3: Mm-hmm. I would watch <laughs> a movie, like honestly, like when I was watching it, I was like, I just want to see a movie of John, of Serpico, like looking for clothes in a secondhand store like that (laughs) seems fun like wouldn't it be great to be like like okay like him going clothes shopping or him like I would watch like him planting his garden or like Mm. I would just like I was obsessed with the fact that like his the head frame for the bed was a bookshelf and I'm like I've always wanted that but can't because it's California and earthquakes and stuff and I was like he has such great taste wait what is this movie about?
0: <laughs> I, I, I have tried every single time to like read the spines on the books on his shelf mm-hmm. to see what books that Serpico is reading. Yeah. I'm sure they're interesting. I'm sure he, he's, he's, you know, wide variety of tastes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, if you, ha- you know, we love talking about almost every element of Serpico. It seems outside of him breaking up crime
2: in the new york police department um.
3: yeah like it's just like i would just like want to see like just him like when you go to a di- like what do you order at a diner and like if what's what's on your ipod right now he's still alive right Is oh, yeah, still alive? Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like what what are you listening to on your eye I- i'm assuming you still have an ipod because let's face it needs. Older, whatever,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's probably even a zoom. He probably has a zoom. He, he, he's are you he's doing he's he's right he's, now he's brought
0: it to the genius bar and they can't fix it. He yelled at them, He's like, yeah. This is false advertising. You claim to be geniuses, and I'm not, you know, this is I've seen this before.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but, you, you see, G E N I U S. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> like yeah
0: <laughs> and then magically like the, the the woman who's working behind the cat of the genius bar is like yo let's go out on a date you seem yeah. like a nice guy <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah i love all your uh mice i love the three mice and the parakeet you have with you sir
0: he is a bit of a mansplainer i've got i got that vibe from serpico like he probably sits down and explains opera Oh, yeah
3: like he like here's the thing like i feel like when we were talking about like oh which style of, like which movie do you like better which which style of movie and for me you know i'm just gonna like i know i'm not spoiling what i'm gonna vote for at the end of this episode but i feel like if my preference i would rather watch a movie like the insider versus i know sydney lumet is the you know great filmmaker but just the way that um masculinity was accepted and like revered at that time. I think that is why I would prefer a movie like The Insider. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and like even though his performance as Serpico was phenomenal, um, it was just like the, you know, his just those characters themselves in the 1970s and just like, you know, we, we gave we gave such terrible behavior, such a halt, like, you know, such leeway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, um, and you know, I mean, as a female watching this, you know, I am like curious to like hear other people's thoughts, but like that right. kind of w- was my thinking behind like which movie I would prefer to watch.
0: This is this. I mean, this is a movie about a guy who's going against a series about 50 of new york's finest character balding unibrowed supporting actors who are yelling yeah. at him for not being a man enough basically yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> at, yeah
0: not, for two not, hours and 10 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah. not being crimey enough yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know
0: in a series i mean we talked about I love that scene where he has to meet all those guys in the park and the way that mm-hmm. Lamette frames their faces like he's in a Fellini movie and they're all just these ugly guys who are just like, yeah. What are you doing, Frank? And he uses Pacino's height really well in yeah. that scene because yeah. Pacino, we all know Pacino's a wee man. Sure, you know, yeah. he he uses it well, powerful man, but mm-hmm. not the tallest guy in the world. Yeah, he's made and up
1: for it. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking.
0: Uh, oh, but, total small king. Yeah, we should gang. get we should get the stats here. We we're dying to talk Serpico. 1973, directed by Sidney Lament. screenplay by Waldo Salt, Norman Wexler, based on the book Serpico by Peter Moss. Uh, update: There, I'm only 45 pages in. It's not looking good.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Godspeed.
0: Godspeed. We'll, I'll keep trying, but we, you know we're getting toward the end of this season. It's not looking good. Uh, budgeted at a uh, tidy. million dollars guess what made 23.4 to 29.8 million uh 1973 my friends that's a hit Mm -hmm. um this one uh, you know we also mentioned before shot backwards so Pacino could have the full beard at the top and then you know Mm -hmm. get younger boy talk about a regular Benjamin Button um (laughs) the film uh wonderful you know really strong Really strong reviews, 90% currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, website remarked Pacino's, quote, ferocious performance. Um, nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Actor for Al Pacino. Neither won. Um, and a quick update on who won Best Actor that year and who Al was up against. I don't think we've ever talked about this. Jack Lemmon won for Save the Tiger, a movie I have not seen which is unfortunate because he was up against Marlon Brando for *Last Tango in Paris*, Jack Nicholson for *The Last Detail*, Al Pacino for *Surfaco*, and Robert Redford for *The Sting*. So Jack Lemmon better have been pretty good because the rest of those guys—I have seen the other all those other movies. <laughs> uh, and Patrick wow. and I just saw *The Last Detail* the other night oh, man. and yeah. rocked us completely. That
1: movie, that movie slapped. That was very yeah. good.
0: <laughs> But uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, part of me wonders, I mean, maybe it was just because Al was young, but we talked a little bit about it before. This is a, this is the full um, Al Pacino in this movie. I think you get a just complete package of what he brings to the table, his energy, the voices, his intensity his his kind of saw his softer side too it's it kind of you get you get a little bit everything yeah
3: with this role like heart and soul into this and I did you know like I read Wikipedia or whatever and just knowing that he spent time with the real Serpico and like with you know just was talking about some of the things that he took from that character like you could really tell like this like I did, did he embody the character? Like, is, it, is he one of those actors who were, like, on set? He was still John Serpico to, like, the craft services and stuff? Like, is he Method? Yeah. Is that... Do we know that? From, from
0: know. what I've heard, he's just... Um, he's kind of withdrawn. He doesn't oh, really okay. like... Um, I know that they said uh, when we covered uh, Insomnia, because mm-hmm. that was him and uh, Robin Williams, and mm-hmm. um, they said at first it took a little bit of time to kind of, like feel each other out because robin yeah. was so like everybody's friend and he's mm-hmm. on all the time and stuff and Al was and same actually went for um uh, scarecrow mm-hmm. hackman and pacino styles did not re- were a bit more oil and water but unlike uh pacino and robin became ended up loving each other's company yeah. um Hackman and Pacino did not end up loving each other's go. Uh-huh, but I also uh-huh. think like there's a huge difference between Al Pacino in two thousand one or whatever when they're doing Insomnia, and Al Pacino in nineteen seventy two,
3: right? You yeah. know,
0: doing Scarecrow with Gene Hackman, who was no,
3: mm-hmm.
0: no easy man himself
3: well men weren't easy I mean you know what I mean it just seemed like that because just like like reading about the backstory of how Serpico got made of just like this guy left and that guy left and that guy's not happy with that guy and he left and it's just like geez get along men (laughs) (laughs) chill out
0: there's this I'm very fascinated with this like because they don't do it as much anymore but like the kind of like beginning with Brando and Montgomery Clift era kind of these serious actor guys who like were these incredibly sensitive and kind of frankly had uh, feminine attributes to and they, they they were in control of all that which made them great actors but they were utterly ashamed of it so they tried to overcompensate with Incredible, like they are all like into like bullfighting and boxing and shit like that. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does like because all of these guys worshipped Brando so much that they kind of like, and even like goes to like go back to Val Kilmer documentary, like Val Kilmer talks about worshiping Brando, and Mm -hmm. Val Kilmer was even the next generation after these guys, Mm -hmm. but they all kind of have that like. Shame of doing this kind of like not as masculine in the, the era profession and like being very passionate about it, so mm-hmm. they behave like raving babies at yeah. <laughs> time or <Yeah>. lunatics <laughs> or like you know we talked about that story on the set of a Marathon Man where Dustin Hoffman held up the set for eight hours because he um they put a flashlight by his bed for a scene where he had to like shine a flashlight around his room and he goes. My character would never have a flashlight by their bed. And the director just happened to be like, Dustin, let's just talk a little bit more about this. And Lawrence Olivier standing there, just like, didn't you go to school to be an act? Like, just be an actor, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know
3: yeah. And when I hear those stories, my first thought is like the, like the PA or like the costume, like the, yeah. the dress, like the. Ooh, the hell of a day. You yeah, know what day. I mean? And it's like you just like you want to go home to your family and like you want to like you have a fucking life and you have to like sit around for eight eight extra hours at work. You well, the I mean? psycho just, just
0: whines about a flashlight.
3: Exactly. And not only that, you have to like smile too and yeah. be like, that's just it and like it's just Hollywood like, baby. Novel. You know, d- yeah. Dusty's, a, Dusty's a
0: genius. We'll yeah. put up with it.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's also kind of though what makes this era like gives the, kind of this legendary quality because the yeah. characters were so big and they were so mm-hmm. great like there was this just like obviously like it's on a day-to-day level when you bring up like craft services or the PA or whoever's work working the set it's like yeah things are much nicer not mm-hmm. having to deal with that but <laughs> like it like when you read it in a book or even on Wikipedia or hear like the stories it's like oh that would have been wild to see but then again you're like oh nine hours this probably would not have been as like yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the just moment to like, have yeah. been around
3: like living out here when we're just like we're at, like we're working way over time we had to get up here so early we said we go to someone's improv show just kidding or you know whatever and it's like you just want to go home and then it's like <laughs> you know like that's the maybe like that's the first thing I think now that like we know what's behind the scenes you know of just like this, this is everyone's annoying like- yeah I mean <laughs> I guess
0: the only thing that I would the only thing I would say would be like oh if you had a ton of money and back then you had a ton of time
2: mm-hmm. like
0: shooting schedules like were so much longer back true. then yeah that you true. could yeah. kind of like and and as you know every time I've made anything it's always been like a dramatic race against time, like you sure. gotta get an ad. It's like, no, I'm well aware of what time it is at all. <laughs> yeah, <time. laughs> uh-huh. like I don't need help knowing that we like, only get two of these, and that mm-hmm. sucks.
1: Like we, like we can't. Yeah, you can't afford to be eccentric in this modern day, which is yeah, cool. which is the. and yeah.
0: you know, I think you can if you're a healthy eccentric, not a crazy or a mean or abusive mm-hmm. eccentric. Oh
3: yeah, be then you're re-
0: right, then you rule. Yeah. Like healthy eccentrics are yeah. great. Like God yeah. bless them. But. but like, um, like,
3: When you interfere with someone else's time like that's when i'm just like okay
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i from what i understand like kind of al wasn't there yet with this but he was so like young and serious and intense and was trying to prove something and then like the early 80s movies the um you know the the cruisings the uh, author authors the revolutions of the world kind of let him get a bad reputation that's why he Mm -hmm. disappeared for four years to go back to the theater and then basically sea of love onwards he was kind of just a kooky star who did al pacino things and then Mm -hmm. occasionally did something like the insider or donnie brosco or something that he got a chance to kind of shine again Yeah, yeah, yeah but Mm -hmm. usually with a good director it's like oh like when he did Irishman it's like well, of course he's good because is the only person who can tell him to shut the fuck up <laughs>
1: <You know>? yeah. <laughs> well, yeah 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 yeah. well yeah it reminds me of like I think I said the story already but it reminds me of the time I, I drove this guy uh when I was driving Lyft I drove this guy who had like been an actor in the movie The Gangster Squad which was directed by Ruben Fleischer the guy who did Zombieland and this guy was but, I mean telling- look at
0: those heavy hitters who are in that they, they probably ran over him
1: they did a hundred percent that was the whole story was him, was him talking about how like Sean Penn basically like took the movie away from Ruben Fleischer and like Ruben Fleischer would try to be like hey let's not and Sean was like no 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 we're doing it this, my way and like it was just like totally a nightmare because Ruben did not know how to like handle Sean Penn who seems to be like a uh, uh, an irascible fellow on a good day like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: like like, yeah yeah. like dealing with that is such a big part about being a good director is how you can handle (laughs) because yeah like we said even like the nicest actor if they're successful they are probably eccentric and god bless them for it but they are and so it's kind of dealing with and acting is like boy, you walk a really fine line between being super duper confident and then also being the most insecure person in the entire world as you're, you know, Simultaneously. Yeah, there's no like in between. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's yeah, there's no like chill day or anything like yeah. that.
3: Like, I, you That's, know, it's... I did okay. Didn't do great. I I'm gonna go home and just brush it off. Like that never happens. It's either I'm awesome or it's I'm gonna jump off a fucking building right now. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's like Rick. It's like Ricky Dalton in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. shoot. If you don't get this right, you're gonna shoot yourself in the fucking head tonight.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: You like, alcoholic asshole. I yeah, love I love that
3: scene so much. Much, man. It was so, I was like, th- I say that to myself literally every day.
1: <laughs> I'm doing that when I don't get uh, the scene uh, in the Kit Kat commercial is fat guy who falls on butt, number three. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it. What's I wrong see- with my butt?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I still think about the commercial I didn't get where I was playing walking talking ATM machine. The job would have been me putting a box on my head, and I'm still like, I still wasn't good enough. Like Jesus, what am I doing? No,
1: right <laughs> uh, man, that that is well, a wild. Uh, that's an interesting. Uh, that's a wild thing to have to Where you like? Where they're just like. In a room with a, I guess you probably did over Zoom, probably or something. But were you like, no,
3: this was um thirteen years ago. Oh, okay, (laughs) (laughs) and I still fucking think about it.
0: (laughs) There's, like, a picture of a walking, talking ATM on your wall behind you on the Zoom screen with, like, darts Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
3: like, so goddamn mad.
1: (laughs) That's, like, the one thing that's nice about, like, Zoom auditions compared to, like, regular auditions is you never have to, like, walk into a room with 300 other people that look like you.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like just an, yeah 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 yeah.
1: Like you enter a room and there's like fifty guys dressed like fat Abraham Lincoln and it's like <laughs> oh, no. oh god, no, god damn it.
3: I feel like well like the red head, <laughs> the red curly hair ladies, we're all friends now and so it's like oh, whenever, you know crazy. what I mean. So it's like oh hey, you know what I mean. Well, I mean not that that happens anymore, but it's just like oh hey, how's your how's your kid, you know? And it's like that's oh, nice. Yes, we all know we're here. And uh, so this, weird solidarity of like we would like push you in front of a car for this part but we also love you so much
1: <laughs> i do love the idea of like uh solidarity with like just specific like yeah body types hair types like mm-hmm. whoever like like you know the guy who's gonna be the doctor and every like there's like 50 dudes that look like a doctor and there's 50 yeah. guys that look like a construction guy mm-hmm. you know the 50 ladies that look like male woman or whatever like uh <laughs> yeah. like you know, the, like it's yeah. all like uh I like the f- yeah the that's fifty
0: great. guys who look like Alf.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fifty Alfs. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Who the, are yeah, they still
0: like <laughs> Alf, you bastard! I could have been Alf. <laughs> like a,
1: there's just like a... puppets walking around, <laughs> a slightly like a green, slightly shorter version of Alf that's just pissed off. Yeah. What did, what did he
0: do? What did he do that I did? <laughs> but even like Al Pacino, though it's like. When he got Godfather, they were trying to fire him
2: mm-hmm.
0: almost the entire way through. The, the Paramount execs were like, "Why didn't you get Warren Beatty or Robert Redford?" And why, you know, like I mean, Robert Evans called him all sorts of names. And you know, you don't know though, because it's like then you get this guy who's like, "Oh, he's a star," and mm-hmm. he's going, right. "Now I'll be a star for the next fifty years,"
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: but I mean, we, we're talking about uh, a couple weeks ago you know i watched me natalie the al pacino's first appearance in a movie he's only in one scene but he pops he's good there's like a there is like a thrill in seeing him and like oh this guy's interesting like you know, he might become something. It's like when you see, you know, watch a movie from like 79 and like it's Bill Paxton's first appearance in a movie. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this guy's cool. I want to know more about what he's got going on. Yeah. You know? or, or
1: even yeah. A see in love with Samuel Jackson.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. Like all those, like Samuel Jackson being in 15 movies that came out before he got Jungle Fever yeah. and made him a star.
1: Uh, what was it? But also he's like-
0: cool in all of them. Oh, totally. Like, or like John Leguizamo in um, Carlito's Way or something like that.
1: Yeah. Like when he shows
0: up and you're like, oh, he's good. Or Vico Mortensen as is our, is our friend Laleen.
1: Oh, man. What a great... Uh, I, I, I'm wearing a diaper, man. <laughs> yeah, immortal, I'm wearing a diaper in a mortal I'm wearing a diaper. <laughs> Mwah. Oh, man, I oh. v- what, what, what happened?
0: Like, I apologize to Carlito's way. It would have been really fun to watch that a second time. I wish it hadn't lost in the first round.
1: I I feel you. I feel you. I feel Uh, you. I want to say, though, about Serpico, the first time, uh, or not the first time, third time watching it, it did, like, kind of dawn on me kind of, like, how this movie is truly kind of about the American, like, the flaws in the American project, and, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, the rugged individualist versus, uh, you know, the the, uh, uh, your, the community that you established by running away from the mother country. And then it's also like about uh, almost like the, I don't want to say the positives of atomization, but it's about bucking the rot of society. It's almost like this thing, like I was listening to a podcast, weirdly enough, about like the assassination of James Garfield how he was killed by Charles Gateau, right? Because he didn't get, like, yeah, he was, a uh, uh, Charles Gateau is this guy who uh, 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 believed that he, uh, because he worked on James Garfield's campaign back then, they had this thing called, like, the spoils system, you know, it was, like, a patronage thing where, you know, people kind of, like, assumed that if you scratched their backs, they would give you a position in, like, uh, government, and, uh, that kind of seems to be that like sort of it's like Serpico is like a Garfield amongst a sea of gateaus <laughs> where it's like, it's just like this, uh, this notion, uh, that, uh, he just, he refuses to, uh, adhere to the cultural norms, uh, the, 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 fe- the fetid cultural norms, the disgust, like the, the, the horrible court, you know, um, and, It's uh, just like, I think that's like a story that's very specifically, there's something specifically American about that. I don't know. It's like very like, it's just like this thing that's kind of like, I think like the one thing is like we, there's there's always a struggle between like uh, the past and like uh, stricture and like um, kind of like the laws of the land. And then those that try to buck that and uh, you know, start like a new system or uh, adhere to a specific type of meritocracy. And, uh, it's,, um, it's just it was like it was interesting uh, watching this third time and kind of seeing it through that lens.
3: Yeah, he- I see. I see it because it is like it is an American tragedy that I think a lot of people, no matter what their profession is, can feel like it's just this story of like being stomped on again and again and again. 100%. You, you know, have you have the right intentions and, in, you know, even with honestly, in the insider as well, like mm-hmm. I think the insider is so it just like is this kind of I mean, it's about a whistleblower and this is about a whistleblower and like. Mm-hmm. all these times like you know if I like I always think well if, what would I do if I were in this position both movies I'd be like yep I take the money yep I wouldn't say anything <laughs> you know what I mean because I'm yeah. just like I, I'll pour you yeah. a drink at
0: your bachelor pad yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is like this you uni- know it is this universal story of like you know being being an individual in a place, like being in, an individual in a place where, you know, it's, you can't be, you know, and, and it would be better if you weren't.
0: And also just the simple fact that none of these characters prioritize money and everyone else around them prioritizes money as kind of the American way. And that, why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. prioritize money? You're weird, frankly, if you Mm -hmm. don't prioritize money.
1: Well, it's not just money too. It's also like culture and like, you know, it's like, there's Mm -hmm. like a lot of like, you know, something I forgot like in previous viewings and kind of uh, seemed clearer to me is like, forget that like, yeah, like, you know, Serpico's like Italian, you know, Mm -hmm. and he comes from like a very Italian neighborhood and he has these roots and like, Mm -hmm. he will have these like, you know, conversations with, like, people on the force that are Italian, and, like, like, he doesn't, like, um, like, he doesn't, like, uh, adhere to, uh, the cultural strictures of the time, and it's not even, like, you know, on the level of just, like, you know, st- sticking to your cultural, it's also, like, you know, the, he kind of, like, at least attempts to buck the horrible racism of like the the, uh, the the police department. Like, there's like all these like there's like all these like different like communities, these groups that like inter- uh, intersect. And uh, Serpico refuses to be a part of that. Yeah,
0: well, even it goes to not only the Italian side but the Catholic side too. With that, oh yeah, the, the religion, the, the, the religious side. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh man, that. Oh god, I love that actor. And He's the
0: such... second that guy doesn't buy the fact that serpico's you know going with him to communion or something like that um we don't see that guy anymore yeah he's not he's not he's not willing to give uh serpico any level of a hand well what's joining if you don't join the club and if you maintain like yeah it's like the dangers of in like moral independence in Mm -hmm. a way
1: yeah, well, it's also, like, the thing, too, is, like, you watch the movie and you initially think, oh, it's, like, it's, like, these people that are, like, kind of, like, clinging to the old ways, you know, clinging to, like, how things, like, hey, you know, like, uh, this is how my daddy did it, this is, like, how the system's always been, but then you realize that the system is fetid, too, like, everything like the thing that like Serpico tries to cling to initially as a buoy is really a fucking rock like that's also dragging him to his near death as well it's like it's truly it's uh it's
0: that's a tragedy because he believes that the system is this pure thing the police department that Mm. for some reason everything else can be questioned but this like ideal of the police department shouldn't be questioned and why are you guys not living up to the standard like, it's almost like his religion is a pure police department.
3: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's like, I felt like he has, he had such a kid's view of what policemen are. police, yeah. You know, police officers are. Yeah. Totally. Like, I, I feel like when I was a kid, you know, like police, all police officers are good. And then, you know, you, you become adults and you see that they're not, and it's like, he his like mentality felt like he was a six year old in terms of like why aren't you guys good <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah
0: well also like his performative like I know you guys don't like this so I'm gonna do it like with the ballet yeah. stuff and that oh, kind of thing like
3: yeah 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 he's like a little yeah that is so funny like the more I
1: talk to you guys the more I realize Serpico is kind of a bit of an asshole like yeah, a little bit is. yeah he is, he is yeah. 100% and I haven't thought of him in that but like and there is like he, this be- thing- he
0: believes mostly the right things, but he's k- kind of an asshole about it. Well,
3: that's it. like a theme of both of these movies of like mm-hmm. just like testy whistleblowers.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the name of the episode.
0: <laughs> testy
1: whistleblowers. <laughs> what well,
0: is one of those. It's also like an American thing, though. It's like, can you find like a handsome media savvy guy to also be a whistleblower with you so we don't have to deal with you because you're yeah. like you you're don't so know. So
3: unlikable. Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: I guess like it is like this you're thing where gonna... the the average whistleblower is gonna be kind of a weirdo because he is like bucking the
0: Yeah. Well they're yeah, yeah they're they're actively not conforming.
1: Mm-hmm. because
0: yeah. like the idea is to conform. The idea is like I mean you go and look at like what the people you went to high school were up to and they all like all of a sudden look like these weird suburban people and you're like how did this happen you were like you and I were like listening to like Nine Inch Nails together back then you yeah. know and that, but even like Trent Reznor is like you know a dad and like mm-hmm. does soundtracks and stuff like that like the and got rich off of money from Apple. And yeah. so it's
1: well and know, then that's like the thing too is like there are so many people in this movie where like they are able to you know it's like we do we always talk about like the world of the gray like you know living in these like kind of like gray uh spaces like the not black or white and like you know so many of these people uh rely on that money for their you know family or well, yeah, like they're yeah. trying to take mm-hmm. care of
0: their kids and
3: yeah just,
0: you mm-hmm. know not every one of them is like i don't know like The dirtiest, like the, the, like the dirtiest cop you would imagine. They're just like, I could use this extra hundred bucks because this is
3: culture, yeah. But I'm I'm
0: doing a hard job and I'm underpaid to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like if you can't support a family with a police officer's salary, you Mm -hmm. know, you're faced with another choice, basically. You know, and they're not gonna go work another, be a janitor somewhere when they're not, you know, doing police officer work
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i will say like on this set- it's a very
0: rough scenario mm-hmm. and i understand why some of those guys who aren't who don't seem like you know drug dealers on the side or something like that or murderers on the side are so upset with serpico <laughs> you're just like dude why are you doing this man <laughs> like you're so annoying and you're gonna get us all arrested or yeah. fired mm-hmm. like it
1: put that mouse away yeah and
0: you're so weird what is it yeah shut up Surpico. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, although, like, even you know, we're all dunking on Surpico because it's fun. Like, it's fun to dunk on this weird man who looks like uh, he's slowly. It's like he went into the the teleporter from the Fly with uh, Jerry Garcia, and he's slowly, <laughs> slowly transmorphing into Jerry Garcia. But like, if he uh, were
0: a weird scoldy nerd who didn't wear cool costumes and go to fun parties, the movie would be way more boring.
1: Oh, it like would you need him
0: to be a wild
1: man. Well, that's like the thing is, yeah. It's, like, this, yeah. <laughs> We were like, you know, like on the subject of just Al's performance, like he is like truly fascinating as this like just supremely weird man. And yeah, Becky, you brought this up too. like, yeah, I would 100% like watch a movie that's just like, we're going to follow Serpico on his off day. And we're gonna see how this guy, yeah, how he orders like at a because you know he's gonna order something weird at the diner.
0: he be like oh, he's going off menu. Can I get that meatless like in nineteen seventy-three?
1: Yeah, like mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. I want like eggs benedict, and it's like, come on, we're a Greek diner dog. You don't have a holiday sauce. Like <laughs> have
0: the pizza. And I don't want I don't like pizza. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like I, I want- wanna go ring shop. Like I wanna go to a flea market with him and <laughs> see, see a whole thing of like rings that are all mood rings or whatever. i be like, Why this ring but not that ring. And I just, like, I just want to see him pick out clothes. <laughs> there's yes. definitely,
0: there's definitely like a deleted scene from that party where he's like telling someone that he does not own a television and television is really destroying lines. <laughs> uh,
1: there yeah. should just be like a show on like, you know, there's so many like, you know, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Apple TV, all this, there should just be a TV show where it's like, you follow every episode is Serpico, just doing a I'm new, a, making I'm, a new I'm, costume.
0: I'm, I'm actually genuinely surprised they have not done a remade Serpico limited <laughs> the, series with like Oscar Isaac playing Serpico or something like that.
3: there another? Is there any other sort of like thing that's like loosely based on Serpico though? Or, well, I or think like yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: I mean, I have a feeling almost every film that deals with police corruption with <laughs> a good like guy so it's, like, it's like yeah it like, right, indebted right, right, is pretty yeah, yeah. indebted mm-hmm. to Serpico. yeah but yeah. because like that's such a common theme like mm-hmm. first time we watched it like thinking back about all that's happened in the last couple of years you're like yeah. watching this mm-hmm. you're, like oh boy not much has changed. Yeah. <laughs> They're worse, it seems. Yeah, it,
3: it was so funny. Like, I was um, with my my brother and, and his sister-in-law, and they ju- they just had a uh, little baby as well. And um, I was telling, my brother's a film buff, and I was like, oh, I have to watch Serpico. And he's like, what? I love that movie. Nice. And so, like, he made us, like, all watch the, you know, trailer. And, like, he's like, it's about, like, a guy who, like, tries, you know, reformed the New York police you know, corruption thing, and, like, my sister-in-law was like, yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well,
0: It is the ultimate, like, 1970s movie, because he loses and literally leaves the country. He gets yeah. shot in the <laughs> face and leaves the country. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah. It ends on such a bummer, and it is, like, <laughs> I love that scene where, like, they show that, like, uh, you know, that little thing, like, that title card or whatever, where it's, like, and then Serpico uh, went to Switzerland, and you know have tried to evade the police for the rest of his life and then you see it like pan out as you see the huge ass boat mm-hmm. that he's gonna be like i'm assuming he's just gonna be, like stow away on that bad boy to evade uh, getting murdered by like uh marie abraham
0: yeah. <laughs> a, a bunch of guys named jack <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah people like yeah like the worst uncles in new york yeah yeah <laughs>
0: we've gone to Long Island and we've collected the worst uncles in New York City.
1: <laughs> yeah I'd love to see a uh, uh something like uh like um Battle royale, but it's just like all those like just a bunch of Long Island uncles <laughs> just Uncle royale just a bunch of like... <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: they all show up. They look over the weapons. They say, you know, if if a perp ever came into my house, I would really know what to do with this. And they kind of go from there, you know.
3: Like all those people who think they can do Olympic stuff, and it's like the Olympics of the people who can think they can do Olympic stuff. Like I would watch that; that'd be yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. But it is like such a vibe, like such a vibe with those guys. They're yeah. like, yeah, they watch like American Sniper, and they're like, yeah, that could have been me. I could have yeah. done that easy, easy. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just like everyone, uh, all of Leo's friends in uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, and yeah. they. they, they yeah. Like
0: 100% that people like, who like, like misread the wolf of wall street and think it's an aspirational tale or something Ooh, you
1: know? that's yeah, yeah very
0: kind yeah. Of guys well,
3: doesn't that go back to scarface a little bit you know Scar-
0: scarface and wall yeah. street the original wall street yeah, certainly too. Wall street, yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I, I will say
1: after watching scarface twice it still does astound me that like a movie where like there are points where it's very clear that the main character wants to have sex with his sister. Like and he's have a you...
0: psychopath. He's yeah. a total psycho. Just
1: the worst. He sucks. It's like a crazy. Uh, Plus yeah. Plus, he
0: put a he put a hot tub in a <laughs> carpeted room. I mean, like, how are you ever supposed to like maintain keeping that like sanitary and clean? I mean, Honestly, that's
3: just. I'm with you on that. Like, I think that's the one thing that bothered me the most about that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, yeah. what it's is like the you see when,
0: it? when you get even out of a the towel
1: t- rack. Yeah,
3: nearby.
0: yeah, I know when you're <laughs> gonna get out of the towel. You're gonna get you gonna walk into another room apparently to get a towel
1: (laughs) there there is definitely a mold problem
0: it's a large room because it's got a huge tub in it yeah
1: i i still think it is like a movie where like you could do a cut of scarface where it is like big but instead of becoming like a businessman he becomes like a crazy gangster like it is just because like his house is just like what a 12 year old would think a cool like yeah you know the jacuzzi with it and you can see the tv uh mm. like you know big statue that has like a slogan from like an airline i think like the world can be a, um,
0: like, <laughs> like tapest- <laughs> tapestries of yourself mm-hmm. that kind of thing a oh, ton man. of cocaine yeah. this is stuff 12 year olds like
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Because yep. it sugar, you would think it's like, oh, people snort sugar when they're rich. Cool. Whoa, <laughs> pixie sticks. Oh, we,
0: I um, did snort pixie sticks in middle school. Wow. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's badass. I, I've never done cocaine, but I've done pixie sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't get, didn't get much out of it. I think it was like in that same vein of like, oh man, you know, if you smoke oregano or if you smoke a banana peel, um.
1: Oh yeah.
3: You know,
0: it'll do something to uh, you.
3: If you, wait, what's with this banana peel thing? I'm very curious. You chop Uh, up a banana peel and you like- I never did it,
0: it, but I heard about people like, yeah, smoking a banana. Like when when marijuana was, kids who are listening he did and, on, uh,
3: and Al Pacino. And Al,
2: <laughs>
0: and Al Pacino. Uh, and Al, but I would know. I would know. Yeah, but would know, at yeah. one point, marijuana was legal and a little tougher to get than it is these days. And mm. um, thus, when you're in middle school and con- interested in bucking some rules, boy, mm-hmm. no Serpico in my life to come down on me to tell me to do otherwise. But, um, you know, and you can't score marijuana, you're like, oh, I've heard this works. Get guess what kids none of it does none of it just
1: now that's legal
0: just go get marijuana
1: (laughs) don't sneak into your your family's compost and pull out you know iceberg lettuce that's been rotting (laughs) for a month nice the
0: other thing too like you could get bad marijuana when i was in middle school and it would be like what a what a disappointment now you any marijuana you get it's like knock you on your ass for 6 hours mm-hmm.
3: like, it's so
0: <laughs> it's so like Potent. My I God. I mean,
3: all kids really have to do is like get a step stool and open the top shelf in your kitchen. You'll be fine. It's your parents' marijuana. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. your way. parents are buying it too. Now like, everything's yeah. everything's. Yeah. Like- Just
3: get look at that top cabinet. And then they never open. Oh yeah. When I was a kid, we found out. Like,
0: I had a friend. He, my I had a friend. He's like, yeah, my parents get high all the time. And of course, our next move was, can you steal some? it was <laughs> oh, course, wild yeah. west wild west of mm-hmm. being a child in the um early to mid 90s it yeah. was it mm-hmm. was it, it doesn't sound fun but it actually was kind of
1: fun yeah a different, in retrospect, a simpler time mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah it's wild like i was visiting austin a few years ago and like i was talking to someone and we were talking about marijuana and, and i was like well you just like go to a dispensary right and get whatever she's like no we still solicit- have go to drug dealers and yeah. I was like what? Oh cool. <laughs> I don't understand. You wait, a drug dealer? Like, yeah. Like, but marijuana is not drugs. Like- <laughs> yeah. oh,
1: wait, wait, like a car? <laughs> yeah. I don't
3: understand. You just like there's a person that you know. You don't
2: <laughs> How do you how do you find them? <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Like are they on social media? Like do you yeah. can you Google Maps them? Like what the fuck? <laughs> I, I
0: did have a talk with a friend couple years ago we were kind of like laughing about it. it's like when you've become like mid to late 30s and you kind of set your it's like what if you wanted to get like acid where would you even start and when you're 38 years old and you're like mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who does this everyone's kind of a parent and kind of just doing their own yeah. thing but like <laughs> what if you wanted to like get a like a drug and you're like where do, where do I find drugs it's mm-hmm. mysterious to when then that's probably why you're not cool anymore so you can't even figure out how to get there
3: yeah, but you know what? I appreciate whoever's asking. I appreciate that person being like, "Man, put the kids to sleep." I can't believe really you. <laughs> I know. Like Thinking about,
0: do- think about that with my daughter. about with my daughters like, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Acid? <laughs> it's like, That's never going to happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's like how it's like how uh you know you know some people's like grandparents used to put like a little bit of you know rub some whiskey on the gums. Oh
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just rub a little mm-hmm.
1: whi- rub a little Rub a little acid on those gums. Give a little bit. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know it, the family that trips together stays together. So yeah. our mm-hmm. our three and a half month old this girl.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we go to jail. They're our- <laughs> arresting us on the spot for something like that.
1: <laughs> You should have just Sur- got her some shoes.
0: Serpico shows up as an eighty-five-year-old man in his hippie outfit, and he's like, "I'm back on the force just yeah. for this case to bust yeah. you, assholes. god, Yeah, at
1: that point, he's like, "In yeah, he looks like Phil Spector." Like, mm-hmm. oh no,
0: yeah. oh no,
1: <laughs> dark Serpico,
0: <laughs> dark the dark the darkest Serpico timeline. <laughs> oh oh no. god, oh no. Back to Phil Spector. Oh oof, boy, oof, did
3: oof. you guys watch that movie where yeah? He- is that how i've never i haven't watched
1: it is it uh it's Strange. a it's, yeah it's a it's an odd one that's yeah. Right. yeah it's like that's definitely the weirdest because we did like all three we did paterno specter and uh you don't know jack the, the,
0: the kevorkian Clark. one oh yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
1: and i think phil specter is definitely like the weirdest one just because david mammoth is like Kind of on the fence, which is a little terrifying. Yeah, he's like, <laughs>
0: there is an element of, man, maybe Phil Spector's really getting railroaded here by like, generally oh, like women who are like trying to like get it over on men. It's like, I don't know, Dave. I don't yeah. think this is the. Uh, man,
1: it just, go back, just, just go back to, just go write a sequel to State in Maine, dude. Yeah, yeah like, eight, State in Maine
0: was kind of fun. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's get back. back. Yeah, do
1: Eighth in Vermont or some shit. <laughs> you didn't
0: even have, uh, Alec Baldwin back because I'm sure he'd say yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, not not Sal Pacino,
1: mm.
0: not David Pacino, <laughs> Al Pacino.
1: <laughs> uh, man, one of the great quotes. One of the David uh, Pacino.
0: David Pacino, yeah, Everyone's yeah, like these <laughs> yeah. made up people that there's only one Al Pacino. There's no Sal Pacino. <laughs> yeah, well, of course,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: jackass. <laughs>
1: Eat shit, Alec. No, <laughs>
0: Alec, Alec Baldwin's our other listener. Uh oh, yeah. we just New, lost a listener.
1: Newsflash, Alec Baldwin. Uh, not every family has three uh, brothers that are in the same field that are slightly less successful than you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Al Pacino isn't a quad, isn't like one of four. <laughs> No. <laughs> Although it would it would be sick if there was like a Steven Pacino and like a just like a a, a slightly less successful and like way more religious Al Pacino.
0: We've we've made it very clear <laughs> we are huge fans of lesser successful actor siblings, uh, oh, yeah. big stars. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're obviously we're Don Swayze heads. We're um, Frank Stallone fans. Um, mm-hmm. Joey Travolta. um
1: yeah. Kevin Dillon. Kevin, Kevin Dillon, yes. Although, no, 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 honestly, Kevin Dillon's done well. He's yeah, done well. Yeah, it is one of those things where, like, it kind of like it switches with those two. I feel like Matt has his moments, and then Kevin kind of comes back.
3: Yeah, yeah, the old Dylan switch. Yeah. But,
0: oh boy, <laughs> the classic Dylan switch. But yeah, we're 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 fan, we're also fans of um, sons of famous mm-hmm. actors who are not as successful as said famous actors. Um, Chad McQueen. Uh, both christopher mitchum of uh, robert mitchum's son and uh, you know we we could have a few on the horizon because there's a lot of kids of stars who are who are joining the workforce these yeah. days yeah what was it uh
1: yeah was it patrick wayne that was uh, john
3: wayne's son patrick
0: I wayne, yeah. yeah i mean there's we watched eastwood one at-
3: eastwood has a son
0: scott eastwood
3: scott eastwood
0: oh, yeah God.
1: scott eastwood is like the one where i'm like Ah, uh, come on! We don't. This guy. This guy's a little. This. So, although, like, is has there been like a definitive? Am I wrong? Is there like some sort of definitive Scott Eastwood performance I'm missing?
3: Was he in the which was he in a Fast and Furious? Or yeah, crazy? he was. Yes. they have been yeah. trying.
0: I think that they tried to um put him into the you know R.I.P. Uh, kind of Paul Walker spot of the handsome
3: I see. blonde okay. white guy uh, on, yeah. the, uh, on
0: okay. the crew I don't think it worked like though guy.
3: yeah um, in the family
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come, come over and have some coronas you're I in will, the family okay
1: I will always remember Scott Eastwood his defining performance for me will always be annoying white guy and do rag in Grand Torino Oh yeah, that like Clint Eastwood like as uh, almost as if like it's Clint Eastwood talking to him IRL like you annoy me my goddamn loser son. <laughs> okay, uh let's we got it we got it we
0: dude. got we should probably yeah. yeah
1: we
3: should, this I know yeah, I'm sorry I always
0: should, we, should, we should probably get to it but yeah I, I yeah. What, we watched this movie Daniel isn't real have you it was good mm-hmm. it's not a bad it's a horror movie but okay. um came a few years ago Patrick Schwarzenegger is the lead of it Mm -hmm. and we all were like okay we know who you're related to the second lead though is miles robbins and i was like oh interesting and i looked them up that's tim robbins and susan sarandon's kid it's a double header of kids of stars i was like oh is no one getting a shot now is yeah did um did like Melissa McCarthy's daughter or something get the uh, <laughs> uh, the the box head thing that you you tried out for?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Belinda McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a,
1: and her
0: and Ma- talking, Melissa, baby, yeah. Melissa McCarthy's husband directed yeah.
3: the commercial.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a, course, it's, a yeah. it's a it's a Ben Falcone joint. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes (laughs) my
0: mom has very strong opinions about the melissa mccarthy movies directed by him and the melissa mccarthy movies that are not directed by him oh yeah but this is not my mom's melissa mccarthy podcast Mm -hmm. check that out though it's it's coming soon (laughs) i would
3: (laughs) love to listen to it because i probably agree but
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna tell we're gonna save that for her yeah for her show we don't want to spoil anything she's got uh really hot takes on um Oh god, I don't even remember. I, I'm blanking on any of those, any of the Ben Falcone ones. <laughs> oh, like,
1: t- like Tammy.
0: Tammy, that's it. Yeah, I yep. was gonna say uh, Tessie or something like that, but mm-hmm. Tessie's not a name. No,
1: nah, like, um, yeah, it's like it's like Tammy and, uh, oh man, uh, the Identity Thief. I think is it? No, the Identity Thief is Seth. That was,
3: yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, hmm.
0: it, it, yeah, it's interesting how those work. But I'm happy that you know they're making weirdo movies together on studio money. God bless them.
3: Yeah, just more studios, fun eccentrics. Studios, stop giving them notes, and then mwah. <laughs> yeah, be no. great. that's my opinion. Let <laughs>
0: Melissa and Ben be Melissa and Ben. Do
3: it. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: we should get to uh, getting <laughs> to rating these suckers. Okay. Um, yes. First up, though, of course, the John Cazale Supporting Player of the Week award. As usual, there are many many, many options that could be on the table. Patrick, I'm going to send it to you. Who would you like to give it to this week?
1: You know what? I was thinking about this. It's, uh, it's tough. Cause at first I was like, I kind of want to give it to Christopher Plummer. Cause I'm not sure if I've given it to him yet for that performance, but I was thinking more. And one thing I really, that really stood out to me was, uh, the performance of weirdly enough, uh, of uh, uh, the nurse that uh, Al Pacino was the Serpico was married to, um, almost married to, like the for the second, I guess, his, living his girlfriend, second girlfriend, yeah, Lori, uh. And, like, she had, like, these really good I think she had, like, some really good I mean, really good
0: both his, his girlfriends are Leslie and Lori, so it's very easy to. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> to no, it's like, like the, the, keep it in mind. The character is not given the treatment they deserve. Like, they should be richer characters. But I think, like, uh, Barbara uh, Etta Young uh, did a really good job. Like You know, that, uh, like, mm-hmm. one moment I didn't recognize, uh, didn't notice until this viewing was like the king parable she sold about like the witch poisoning the well and then like the king you know uh was the one sane person and everyone was like the king's crazy and then the wink the witch sipped from the well like i don't know like she kind of like was able to be at the same level as al in those scenes and kind of like take uh take control from him at moments or like you know they're like or command my attention i guess so yeah mm-hmm. i want to give to barbara at young she is
0: correct too in all of her decision making in the film like when oh, he just 100%. becomes too much oh, to yeah. deal with in that mm-hmm. underground apartment like walk away barbara yeah
1: when you're <laughs> uh when here, just uh if you have a significant if you have a spouse and they're like on their fifth pet like yeah once they get like <laughs> a like yeah you can leave you can leave if they have like you know a dog a bird a mouse Maybe like two iguanas, like you, yeah, you, you get out of there. You get out mm-hmm. of there. <laughs>
3: He never uh, asked her how her day was, you know. No,
1: <laughs> that is a hundred percent true,
3: and it's also kind of like a bummer too. Like, yeah, Barbara Young isn't in a lot
1: of so she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, which kind of yeah, she does not. Yeah.
0: But she has her her and Tony Roberts over. He just bitches in a full monologue all night long about everything that's going on with him, yeah. and
3: and it's like she is a nurse. You're not going to ask her about her like. She's like helping to like save lives and take care of people. <laughs> like, this is yeah. like. <laughs>
0: This is Fun City, New York. So yeah. this is like stabbings and all sorts of crazy shit. is probably
3: exactly. there's probably, a
0: movie in her hospital, probably. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, she's probably at the titular hospital.
0: George C. Scott, the titular hospital. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh man, that movie. I have thoughts about that movie. I, I it's don't. the it's the weakest
0: of the um, you know, what Chayefsky did. Network. Yeah. What was the other one? He. Oh. he There's another one. I was
3: gonna say, is it called scrubs? No, that's not (laughs) (laughs) I would love scrubs. Yeah,
1: I would love Patty Chaevsky's scrubs. Just a bitter JD. (laughs) Stop
0: mugging, Zach. Stop.
1: Yeah. We don't need to hear your inner dialogue. Um
0: yeah, no, I guess it was um
1: oh altered states,
0: altered states and also Marty.
1: Oh yeah. Oh Marty's a good one.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm a yeah, I'm a Marty fan. Uh, Marty Scorsese.
1: <laughs> Ooh, <are you> rude <laughs> uh, to Marty.
0: Rude to Ernie Borgnine's, Marty. Uh, Becky, who do you have for your junk sale this week?
3: Um, well, I was going to say Russell Crowe. I'm assuming oh. you guys gave him, did you give him that award? I
1: don't think he's, I don't actually think he's received one. Yeah, okay. he has not, weirdly enough.
3: Okay. I, I will award it to him. Russell, great job.
0: His performance has been, I would say, controversial actually
2: mm-hmm.
0: over the course you've you've been the first uh, person to come on and I, I agree with you actually who's been pretty like full force that he did a great job in it yeah so a lot of other we've had a couple other people who are not as not as fond of oh, his performance
1: I'll be real too like it, it uh it's grown on me it is like a performance for the first time I watched it I think it was just like uh it's so Tough to see this like Russell Crowe. Like it's so hard. I have this image in my head of Russell Crowe at that time. Like I definitely like associate him with like LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. And like it's his face is still very like soft and like uh it's like hard for me, but like this time around, I think he did a very good job of like, I don't know, and be like he uh was able to portray uh, a character that uh you know is seemingly out of his depth to play and he did it with a plum. Yeah.
0: Well, um, you know, I know a lot of Academy Academy fans are on the edge of their seat because I have given it to Bruce McGill two times in a row. Ooh. <laughs> will it be? Will he complete the hat trick Ooh. today?
1: The triple crown.
0: The triple crown of whatever the fuck this is.
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> uh, he though, I have not given it to Christopher Plummer mm-hmm. and. I need that. to this yeah. time around. He It is kind of the epitome of what you're looking for in a great supporting actor role mm-hmm. in a movie. He brings everything he needs to to it. He's got gravity. It's He's got cool, memorable scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're basing McGill off of two scenes that he's really, really good. in. the first one where they introduce him where, you know, he laughs about, well, he's, yeah, they're going to sue him.
2: Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm
0: quite good but then also of course the wipe that smirk off your face yeah. scene oh, which is chilling it's well, so no. good yeah. uh but Christopher Plummer is so good uh, you know total legend great and everything you know I gotta give it gotta give it to him sorry Bruce maybe if the insider wins we'll give it to you yeah. for yeah. the fourth time around but I don't know what's gonna happen I, I actually know. I actually don't know what's gonna happen here um coming into this I thought we had a pretty clear winner based on the movie the times we've watched these before but um interesting screenings this time around so patrick i'm gonna send it your way first
1: um mm. you know both really good films this might be the this might be one of the strongest brackets we've ever done uh, just in terms of just like uh the acting is great the the films are enjoyable scent of uh,
0: a woman is the worst movie out of i think <laughs> out of yeah. the 12 you know that's and that's the one he ended up winning for it's a pretty good set of movies
1: yeah it's a good it's a tough yeah it's a tough bracket uh but uh and these are like yeah the creme de la creme at this point uh insider, no iron ladies here yeah no iron ladies oh boy uh yeah the, <laughs> thank god thank yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: boom them boom them
2: all
1: <laughs> Ooh, doggy. Uh, Having like PTSD, I'm <laughs> having. That's so funny. The idea of having PTSD from watching a movie, <laughs> but uh, it's very dumb. All uh, of but, a sudden,
0: like uh, Jim Broadbent shows up in your dreams with the turban on. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like doing his weird Charlie Chaplin or team or whatever the fuck yeah. he did. Oh, God, what a silly <sighs> movie. But um, I will say, like, uh, look, Insider is incredible because it is like I think it is like the most subdued Pacino performance. It is kind of like the, um, you haven't had a, there's no performance like that in his oeuvre. I truly think that. I don't think he does anything where, and he turns off so much of his usual, like, flair. And it's a testament to his acting that he is still, like, eminently watchable, despite not using all the tricks in his trick bag. Uh, but then, you know, you have Serbico, which is, I think, honestly, it's like, um, it's his movie. It's like entirely his film. He's the star of it. He's in pretty much every scene and he gets to do everything. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like iconic. Um, yeah. and it's a Testament to his skills as an actor that like all the trick, you know, I was talking, I was kind of giving a guff for all those tricks in his bag, but the tricks in his bag are why I want to come and watch Serpico. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, like we would all at one point or another have said, like, "Oh, we want to just follow this actor." Like, yeah, just following Fra- uh, Al Pacino and character as Frank Serpico would have been like a hoot. Um, enough beating around the bush. I'm going to give it to Serpico. Doing it, giving it to Serpy.
0: One vote for Serpico. Well, I think you know, when we first started the show, Becky, you brought up a great point: <laughs> The Insider is Russell Crowe's
1: movie,
0: and that I think does mean a lot in this final vote. Like, I think Al is so good in The Insider. And he, he, you know, when he turns it on, when he does do his yelling stuff, I love his little monologue. Is it the truth? Is it right? Are we gonna air it? No. You know, it's great stuff. And he's a truly heroic character. He's like one of the few characters that we've seen Al Pacino play where I'm like, well, I admire that guy. Yeah, like I like I like Lol Bergman a lot. I, th-
1: I think that's like the one Al Pacino character I would let like sleep on my couch. <laughs> like I think I would be afraid yeah. of them, including them, oh, yeah. <laughs> including Al Pacino in characters like Al Pacino and Jack. Oh, and Jill. It, oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. How guys? could you not? I mean, oh, the way he comes on to Jill and Jack and Jill, yeah, the, yeah, get, dangerous get, man.
1: <laughs> get, get out of here,
0: Al. <laughs> well, call me Dunk. Yeah, <laughs> I had to bring up Don Cuccino.
1: You have to, you have to.
0: Oh, maybe his finest hour. Uh he's he's really good in this movie, and this movie does an amazing job of balancing the two leads, but it is a two-hander kind of movie. And we also don't get the full spectrum of what Al brings. And each time I've watched Serpico, it, it it's beginning to feel like it is kind of the the first on the list yeah like definitive like this is what al does this is why he's a star al pacino is serpico it literally like believe says that on the on the poster <laughs> you know yeah it is you know he and all the costumes all the drama all the yelling you know and the kind of classic al pacino role is like you know he the guy who is corrupted by the system or the system you know he's fighting the system and he's either fighting it for, he either gets corrupted and goes bad like michael corleone would go bad or is annihilated by the system like almost every like you name it you know lion and scarecrow or um certainly sunny in um dog day afternoon um but you know kind of his classic 70s character until he became in the 90s because of his like gravity more of a boss kind of figure but Mm. when he wasn't the boss when he was just a guy trying to get by you know he serpico is i mean it's going to be i know godfather's probably the one everyone's going to say he's remembered for but godfather's such a group win Mm -hmm. this is um pacino Sidney Lumet, the producer, Martin Bregman, the editor, Dee Dee Allen, who all were on Dog Day Afternoon as well, kind of creating this definitive New York character that you think of with Al Pacino. And he gets through everything. It's very moving. You care about Serpico. You're really bummed things. You're happy he survives, but you're kind of bummed about the rest of it. So I'm going with uh, Serpico as well. But Insider is really, really great. And if you have not watched it, audience, uh, check it out. It's really good. Becky?
3: Yes. So, okay. Just to clarify, we are choosing the best Al Pacino performance.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Sorry, I so, should have clarified.
3: No, but I just wanted to double check because I mm. think like you guys, I'm along, I'm in the same boat. While I think the insider was something that I, as a, as a viewer, found more intriguing, I feel like the better performance was Serpico because that was just a tour de force, brilliant, you it was just like guys, dare I say Adam Driver level commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
0: Really I, I, I was listening to that down. right now. He's yeah. like, I got compared to Adam Driver. Oh <laughs> Ooh. <been> Ooh.
2: <laughs> my shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think this is um well obviously Serpico wins three nothing again. Yeah. I don't think Serpico has lost a vote yet. How can it? I mean, Uh, it really
3: is an American tale.
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yes, it is. Move
1: over, Fievel.
3: You don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: there's a new mouse and it's on Serpico's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, (laughs) Nice. It isn't (laughs) It isn't a uh, mouse is not part of the Ashkenazi uh, Eastern European Jewish folklore tradition.
2: <laughs>
0: uh but this kind of sets it up and this may have been preordained from the start. Dog day afternoon versus Serpico. Wow. Um, yeah. This is uh, this is a big I don't I don't know where I stand. We're all going to get a vote but I don't know where I stand in it. We've um, made it pretty clear Dog Day Afternoon is one of my favorite movies of all time, but um, boy, he's strong in Serpico, and this mm-hmm. is performance-based, as we've just made, it made clear again, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, Sidney Lumet, Sidney Lumet, Al Pacino, Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico. Yeah.
1: No wow. Florence Foster Jenkins here. No underdog. Two two dogs. Just two yeah. dogs. <laughs> two dogs. <laughs> two normal dogs. <laughs> two normal dogs. Yeah.
3: <laughs> two overdogs. You oh, know. man. Hey, good luck with that one, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, that was uh, the Insider versus Serpico. We know what the final is now, of course, an Academy Academy tradition. It's gonna probably take us a few weeks and we got a bunch more movies to watch that have nothing to do with this tournament that we're gonna talk about before then but you know we're, we're gonna enjoy it too I mean heck Bobby Deerfield's on the horizon so
1: oh yeah we're, and trust me yeah we're watching Bobby Deerfield we're watching Injustice for all we'll probably- I had to
0: take the I had to take the eBay for author author so you know we're we're gonna be we're, we're doing it folks yes,
1: we're making it work
0: yeah we're making it work we're, 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 we're freaks for Al we're just freaks around. We gotta, we gotta dig deeper. We, we're dying to see 88 minutes. This was enough right now to put me over the top to see 88 kind
3: minutes. Kind of. I honestly <laughs> want to watch it again.
0: Well, if we do, okay. we'll have you back just for an 88 minutes, pure 88 minutes discussion. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, but uh, that was that. That was the the end of the main course of the tournament. Uh, Patrick, we got a game today. Uh, you came up with it, so why don't you introduce it?
1: Oh, yes, it is uh, uh, Scent of Some cumin uh, <laughs> is the name of the game. And the premise is, guess what, baby? You have a, an Al Pacino film-themed restaurant. You have a restaurant, but it has to be inspired by one of the films of Al Pacino. And, you know, you have to think of the title, think of the name of the restaurant, think of the food you'll serve and how, you know, is this restaurant inspired by City Hall Is it inspired by The Irishman? We'll find out. Uh, I can go first if you want. Or
0: the recent film, American (laughs) Traitor.
1: Yeah, could be American (laughs) Traitor, Misconduct. Yeah, Yeah, the film inspired by uh, the stand-up guys. Yeah, Yeah. the the humbling.
0: Ocean's 13, The Restaurant. Anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. First thing that came to my mind was uh, it'd be like a Jack and Jill (laughs) inspired restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Uh,
1: and all uh, all they serve is uh, Subway Chili's (laughs) it's just like a food court at a mall (laughs) all the the, the Sandler's regular sponsors (laughs) yeah the Popeyes yeah (laughs) and and, you know you can just call yeah you can call it a Jackie O's but then you go in it's just a food court in a mall basically I love it yeah, it's like gold, it's like Golden Corral, but if Golden Corral had sponsors.
0: Okay, I I dig that. Um, my restaurant it's called Frank's, Ooh. and it's and yes, it is owned and operated by Frank Serpico. Oh, uh, that's what he, he went to Switzerland. He started this new restaurant called Frank's. It's um, vegan cuisine that he's very strict about. Oh man, naturally, and um, but there's an issue, Patrick. Hmm. His entire staff. Oh, no. Are all of the police officers from Sea of Love in this Uh, Oh,
1: I thought it was going to be like a Snow White thing where all his pets are the... John
0: Goodman is there. (laughs) Uh,
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Frank Keller, um, Pacino's character from Sea of Love in a very weird, they can't be in the same room kind of thing. Uh. But these guys are all drunks who like to skirt around the edges. So, but... In a restaurant setting. So Serpico has to keep like getting them to like, Mm. no, 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 guys, you can't just, you're over serving drinks. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you're running some bizarre sting operation where you're dating (laughs) the people you're trying to investigate. Like, this isn't working out at all. I'm just trying to run a classy restaurant because I have a very childlike belief in the restaurant business.
1: Too. Yeah, <laughs> restaurants are pure. I'm when
0: like when I was when I was a kid, there was this big crowd of people, and it turned out what they were doing was they were roasting a full pig underground, and I saw those chefs working, and I was like, these guys are really stand-up guys.
2: What are they and
0: like- John Goodman and Al Pacino as Frank Keller. I just did. You guys aren't doing it. Yeah. So now and we were talking about it because we thought Frank Keller and Frank Serpico were probably on the force at the same time.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Frank Keller, 100 percent, just one of those guys that was like, come on, Serpico, let me. Let me uh, do crime here. Let me be corrupt. I, Not my-
0: that bad. I got We got this sting operation where we're gonna dress up as the Yankees. It's gonna really be great.
1: Still, one of the most <laughs> baffling film moments in history. Just like oh, I don't understand how that. Love works. Sea
0: of Love. Love Sea of Love. It <laughs> rules.
1: It rules. It's good. It's good.
0: Yeah. So Frank's in Switzerland, a vegan restaurant. Nice. That is run, owned and operated by a series of New York police officers.
1: Cannot wait to have the runniest tofeg whites.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becky, what have you got?
3: Okay. So you remember? do you guys know those restaurants where like the waiters are pieces of shit to you? Like, you're oh, like, yes. oh, can I have a fork? And they're like, oh, you want a fork? Okay, <laughs> here's a fork. I would do a restaurant <laughs> called The Devil's Advocate and all the asshole waiters and waitresses are all just like, but it's like Al Pacino like hey you want a fork here's a fork say hello to my little fork and like but they're all like shitheads but doing Al Pacino impressions. (laughs) They're
1: constantly looking into like the camera that's not there and winking.
3: Yeah like and so the whole thing is like hell themed or whatever and anything you order they'll give you the opposite and tell you you're stupid. (laughs) So if it's like, oh, you order macaroni and cheese, you'll get like pudding and be like, did you have mac and cheese? And then that's my restaurant. Eighteen dollars.
0: because uh, that that one of the one of those restaurants is Dick's Last Resort. Is the that's it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So like, Al's last resort. Resort.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
3: That's, yeah, that's my
0: restaurant Yeah, a bunch of guys from Long Island who are dressed as Al Pacino characters just giving <laughs> you shit.
3: <Yeah. laughs> just really shitty.
2: Yeah, know. <laughs> and
0: doing Al Pacino like puns of like yeah. like. Just when I thought I was out, I. They pull me back in and, no, you can't have second
3: or yeah, something. Like, yeah. Oh, you want some Serpa Pico de Gallo? Okay, I don't think so. Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Plate of
2: ketchup. <laughs>
0: oh, I love it. I would go there. Oh, I would definitely you. eat. I would definitely eat there. I think. Oh, uh, oh what kind of um, food do they serve?
3: Oh, it's kind of like cheesecake factory style, oh, yeah. where it just has everything, but like you're not gonna get what you order. So it's like the menu is <laughs> yeah. meaningless. So I'll, take, be, like, I'll
0: take. I'll take sloppy joes. Oh, this is yeah. a quesadilla. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Or
3: you'll get like a napkin. <laughs> like, oh, you want a sloppy joe? Here's a pile of napkins.
0: <laughs> what what's this? what's this? It's the fucking bill.
3: <laughs> uh... <laughs>
1: I just love the idea of being paraded by a guy that's poorly dressed, like uh, Donny Brasco, handing me uh, whatever the opposite of garlic bread is. Yeah, I'm assuming just like uh, loose cream. Yeah, yeah. Four ice cubes mm-hmm. and a melon. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: these sound like uh, winning restaurants that the health department is certainly not going to have to look into mm. all of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Not at all. Yeah. Not at all.
0: Wow, okay. What a that was
1: a, <laughs> a really fun one. It was a <laughs> was, this was a corker,
3: folks.
0: Yeah. Oh, another 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 gem. I we love we love having you on for like the closer of the oh season God. it's, it's uh, always the so best much fun. i love
3: being here you guys this is so much fun
0: <laughs> thank you so much again um is there um anything you'd like to plug yeah
3: um i have a podcast called too stupid to live it's a podcast where um me and a guest review romance novels five dollars and under if you guys want to be said guests you would have to read a romance novel you're always welcome Ooh, so yeah that's a <laughs> really good to live. <laughs>
1: that's a good premise i love that i love it's so uh good. i love uh just like you know i'm trying to think of like the dumbest uh book i've ever. because i've definitely read books that are dumber than even the dumbest of romance novels i imagine mm-hmm. and i think the dumbest book i've ever read was the uh literary literary adaptation of the core <laughs> I read. Oh,
0: um, the novelization.
1: I read the I'm novelization sexy, of. Yeah. I read the it noveliz- Not sexy. Uh-huh. Although it goes yeah. very. Uh, you get a nice mm-hmm. chapter about a uh, uh, the the guy who dies from this pacemaker gets electrocuted. You get this like, oh, Tom loved his pacemaker. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then you're like, oh, I wonder where this is gonna go.
0: They they vacationed in Vienna once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, the dumbest book I ever read. Uh, I don't know. I, I read Dennis Miller's The Rants. Oh,
3: I'm sorry. I I know. I know.
0: I, know. I was like. I, was, no,
3: I think I might have read it too. I might have leaped through it. That's why there I was there, like, there read was a it. time
0: right around when um, Seinfeld put out the what was his book? Sign language?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, I like
0: every comedian had to have a book that was mm-hmm. essentially their show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Transcribed. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I I read Dennis Miller's. I read. Uh, I know I read Drew Carey's.
3: Oh. Mm-hmm. I read Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah,
0: that one was right on the same time. Um, there's, a, there's a few others, but yeah. Every... Oh,
3: couplehood Paul Reisers. What? Yes, you're right. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. um, I read all of them.
0: <laughs> leading with my chin. Guess who wrote that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 a guy
0: who took Conan O'Brien's job.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I I I comedians bring that back or just you know let's see um bo burnham <laughs> write a book that's yeah. just his mm-hmm. whatever the fuck he does <laughs> yeah, like a bunch
1: of wacky aphorisms yes
0: yeah i and not to get off on a rant here but um anytime anyone says to me "You you got to watch this comedy special it's so depressing <laughs> i'm probably not gonna watch it <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the first thing I look for in comedy, I guess. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I want
0: to be really bummed out by my comedy.
3: It was so good. I cried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eighth grade, good movie. Yeah, oh, so, very I talented, that very talented guy.
0: But yeah, um, I cried
3: hard in that movie, though. But that movie's so good. I love it.
0: Uh, Patrick is um on the way out. Thank you, Becky. Oh
3: yes, thank again, you for, for coming
0: on. Uh, Patrick on the way out. Is there anyone? Oh any, man. Anything you'd like to thank?
1: Uh, I'd like to thank uh, oh so many people. I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank uh, my couch for uh, being a potential resting spot for Lowell Bergman. Uh, I'd <laughs> love to. Th- <laughs> I'd love to thank uh, just. And Lowell uh,
0: Bergman only.
1: Only Lil Bergman, no, yeah, nice try, Simone. I'm assuming that's the character you play in Simone and Simone Al Pacino, or that's probably the the mod, the robot model. I don't know how that movie works. Mm. Uh, uh, I want to thank uh, uh, just uh, the world's worst uncles in Long Island. All this terrible, <laughs> a- each uncle more terrible than the last. Uh, we appreciate uh, how you all think you know how to do Krav Maga. Uh, we really we love it Uh, we love it folks and then uh, I want to thank just the menagerie Serpico's menagerie uh, Mm -hmm. all of his weird pets uh, the country of Switzerland for holding Serpico and all of his obnoxious eccentricities and Mm -hmm. uh, the machine that uh, slowly turns you into a Jerry Garcia and you know what (laughs) that uh, that weird sci-fi device that slowly turns you into Jerry Garcia it's past your bedtime go to bed weird (laughs) sci-fi device that slowly turns you into Jerry Garcia
0: <laughs> I got it. I got to. I got to give a big shout out to Serpico's iPod. That's another item. Yeah,
2: it's
0: uh, it's got some good opera on it, and you know he hasn't been able to update it in about eight years. But yeah, he's, has, he's, he's he's holding the torch.
1: He has that one YouTube album that everyone has, and he hates it. He can't, but he can't get it get it out of his iPod. So he has he has to listen to it in between uh, shots of Wagner or whatever he listens to.
0: What a day that
1: that.
0: what a a day it was when I texted my brother the morning that U2 album came out and I was so excited I'm like free U2 album. He was like, it's so awesome because we like U2. And then we did not realize that everyone else was quite upset about
2: that. (laughs)
0: uh, I got to give a big shout out and plug here to my mom's Melissa McCarthy. Oh, podcast yeah. um it's really the, good it's the melissa really mccarthy
1: getting, project
0: it's really getting in depth she's kind of bringing a lot of the political and social aspects of the <laughs> the you know she's she's gonna have the guys from chapo trap house on and they're gonna really dig and dig deep into it you know I, they, there's a lot to say there I, and I, I, I mean on that note the entire ben falcone oeuvre I want to give a shout-out to...
1: I heard it's going to be in the Criterion Collection. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to all 88 Minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope his name in 88 Minutes is Dave
2: Minutes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Um... And then, you know,
0: I got a, a big shout out to all the elves who didn't get ALF. We're thinking about you. We love yeah. you. We see you. <laughs> and, um, you know, call me Paco. Call me Paco, too. I'm a Paco as well. Hey. So you guys are my friends.
1: No, Okay. Paco. Yeah, if
0: you yeah. if you take it, I mean. Oh, call oh my me.
3: god! Yeah, no, Okay, yeah. thanks. we're all I mean, Pacos you- here, guys. <laughs> we're all
1: Pacos. Everyone's we're all Paco.
0: Pacos. You, all are Pacos. Uh, so for 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 Paco, and Paco, I'm Paco. This has been the Academy Academy. We'll see you next week.
1: Uh, time to put on my shoes. Love you, Paco. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>